Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. And I just learned that Patriot, I mean, Paul is a 16-year-old dressed up as Tigger. You make right? it sound like that, like I, that's what I do like on Friday night. I like, have a feeling that you I, wore I, the I cost as Tigger. I have a feeling you wore the costume other times too. But how do you how does Bob manage that? The uh, what's Bob's last name? Bob the uh, Ted? Nutritionist Ted Ted Harper Bob what do I call Ted. Ted I was thinking of Bob Harper Who's Bob I don't know Sorry I'm, I'm telling It's a long weekend Arbonne's protein is seriously the best protein I've ever had What does that mean Oh like, like whey mm-hmm. yeah. yeah But whey hurts my tummy That's that now the funniest tummy. line you've had in the show <laughs> That hurts my tummy One has Matthew Stafford as a quarterback mm-hmm. The other has Jimmy Garoppolo I mean other than trip plays I never found a lot of stuff that I'm like Oh I really shouldn't mention that no you well, don't really have you don't stuff. really have much of an analytical no. football yeah, mind that's so probably I could true see that. That. what patience do you need for an underwire bra i'm wondering yeah. i don't have the time or patience for wire bra what patience do you need <laughs> like I'm, you don't want a bar of soap saver soap okay it's uh no, more for you for the hell with you this is patriots unfiltered fueled by duncan all right welcome to patriots unfiltered it is thursday here in july at gillette stadium and uh, it's just the three of us. It's Mike, it's Paul, it's me, and uh, Chris, the webmaster in the booth. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're uh, pulling deep from the bench today. We are. Yeah. I think my mic, my, Is your mic off? Is my mic off? Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. know. I can hear you. Yeah? All yeah. Right. It's a little bit low. Yeah, I can hear. Yeah. All right. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. What Paul. are we doing? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So right. um, what are we doing today? You know? I think we're going to just, you know, we're going to try to get water out of the rock, you know, just try to find a way to talk through the next two hours. I'm sure we'll find something. I, we I, I know they were talking a lot this morning about Mac Jones and I think the Robert Griffin uh, comments oh. the other day that we, we mentioned have sparked a lot of, you know, how is Mac Jones going to do this year uh, type of talk. And, you know, in all fairness, a lot does ride on that. Let's face it. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's everything for the team. And as much as I complain about the worries about the defense and everything, like that's not even really going to matter if the offense doesn't take a strong stride forward on the back of Mac. And I just I think I'm reaching the point in the offseason though where it's like any time the guy throws a pass anywhere across the USA, you get a social media post like, "Whoa, yeah, look at that, look at him, he looks like, great." You know, it's fine. How about you know? <laughs> if he didn't look great, then you really need right. have problems. <laughs> right, right. So he's doing all the right things, but. You know, let's get to training camp and see exactly how it looks. How does he do against this defense? I'm so concerned about, like you know, that put him up these new weapons. See how those guys jive and 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 see how it all comes together. So I I get to this point now where I'm like, all right, I want a little vacation, but I'm also like, well, let's go. I'm yeah, ready to, like, I, I, I'm willing to even news. just skip training camp. Let's just get yeah, to September get right 11th with the first game. Miami you know? Sunday morning pulling in here. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it'll be fun. I mean, I'm, I can't wait. Few weeks. Few yeah. weeks. Uh, so we'll we'll talk, you know, whatever we have on people's mind about the Patriots. But in other NFL news, um, big trade. I think you could put it in that category. Baker Mayfield going over to the Panthers yep. um, for not much, but it means a lot for the Panthers, right? Because he's going to be their starter, correct? I mean, I, I guess, I but don't I don't know. know. I mean, I think, you don't know. I mean, do you feel that great? Do you think Panthers? Sam Darnold him beat him? Darnold? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's maybe. <laughs> if I, I knew this is kind of like the surprise cut thing. If I knew the answer, right. I would tell you. Oh, I, I, I assume that he's going to be the starter. Well, I, I do not. Well, 
And wow. What, okay. What, I, 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 and I'm not like, wow, he's they, the one. But I think like exactly the same. Kind of. They no. make the same amount of money. No they way. Played, they played to the same level. Like, I kind of like oh, Baker Mayfield I, better. But oh, he, I, I think he's better. There's no doubt he's better. But I said he's the been ball. on a much better team. Right. Yeah. I think, some good I think Mayfield has more. Let's put it this way. He has more upside. See, I think the opposite. Really? Yeah. If you're going to say oh, one guy's going to play at his absolute best. Donald is more talented. Wow. Mm. He's bigger. He's more athletic. He, he definitely now, he, is more athletic? Oh, yeah. By a lot. Really? Mayfield can't uh, move. Yeah, Mayfield's I, a slug. That's true. That's, yeah. that's the, was the, knock, is surprisingly the knock on Mayfield athletic. coming out is he's not an athlete. Uh-huh. He ran a lot last year, Donald, early on when they were doing pretty well. But I said to Paul, and for all the Baker Mayfields oh, out there. Yeah. We ES- ESPN oh. is doing our programming for oh, us. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, week two, right out here at the practice fields at Gillette Stadium. Come on down and watch Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. Where did that voice come from? I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, Good point, though, you know, but, Deuce. But, but I said the point to my head now, I think Mayfield will be the starter. But I do like. I yeah. think that's going to be an open. I believe them when they say it's an open competition. Right. I agree, too, and that's why, I, that's why I said it. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, not that we're, our eyes are going to be on the Patriots, but how do they divide up reps out there? How do those two guys look? It'll be just a little something on the side to, to watch and then – Obviously, the game will be here, too, so we'll see how they divide up that and you know how do those guys do against the Patriots' defense. I guess um, Darnold is guaranteed like $17 million this year or something like that. He's, he's they both get eight, 18 nine, like as the fifth-year option. Okay. They were the first and third overall picks of the same draft. All right. So they have the same fifth-year option. <sighs> don't, don't you feel like there's a Demento Patriots universe where – they're the two Patriots quarterbacks. Like, like had Mac not been drafted, and you know, like I mean, there were talk about Darnold a couple years ago. Like, I mean, I'm happy we have Mac, but it's not hard to imagine a scenario where we're kind of oh, hey, yeah. we got bigger reveal. But but you bring up a good point. There are going to be joint practices with the Panthers here, at Gillette, uh, this summer, and so we'll assume assume we're going to see both of them in action. Yeah, well, I mean, last year we saw a court quarterback competition between Mac and Cam, and yeah. now you'll, I mean, again. Eyes are going to be on the Patriots for sure, but I don't. I, I just thought Baker Mayfield was so bad last year. I still think he's better than what he did here, but I, it, it looked him and Jarvis Landry looked like they were they were done. They didn't really want to play football anymore when they were, you know, when they lost that game here, which was one of the Patriots' best games of the season for sure. Certainly one of Max, you know, best couple of throws with that that born catch and yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how he looks. Yeah. So they gave up a fifth conditional fourth if he plays. Yeah, you know, if he plays seventy percent, I think he gets yeah. a fourth. So yeah, yeah I, you know it's interesting. We'll tie it always as we do to the Patriots, as you like to say, Fred. On one of my shows yesterday, a guy called in and said, "Should the Patriots have been in on that for not? You know, basically for nothing. You get him for a conditional fifth round pick. Wouldn't he represent a better insurance policy if something were to happen to Mac? How do you guys feel about that?" I, I think he's got a personality no. that wouldn't really jive in that yeah. situation of, of are you coming in to be the backup? I mean, if, I think if they brought him in, it would all of a sudden Why start. would Baker Mayfield want to come here to, you know, okay, I'm, and be resigned to being the backup? I'm, I want to compete for a starting position. And if he came here, that, that's what I would read between the lines, that he's coming to compete. Baker Mayfield's decision to make, as you once told me. No, I know that, but, like. If that was the only team I that was ha- giving them an if, offer. I, w- I know, but I want to I compete. You know, like, he's young. <laughs> well, he would compete. Yeah. So, but that, but saying? that's the thing. Like, I think the Patriots should be all bought in on Mac Jones. Mac Jones is our quarterback. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. Mac Jones is our quarterback. He's twenty-seven. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't be interested in Baker Mayfield, but it sounds like for a different reason. I just don't think he's very good. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Really what want about it. what about do it the other way? What if Sam Darnold was available? Would uh, you yeah. bring him in? No. 
No, I don't. I, I think those guys are busts. I think they missed. Okay. Nah. No. I don't think so. And it's it's got all to do with what I think of those guys, as opposed to what I think of uh, Mac. And the other part of it is, and I, you're going to make fun of me for this, but it's okay. You, I'm a big boy. I can take it. I can take the criticism. I don't think you need to to pay your backup quarterback eighteen point nine million dollars. Like I just right. don't. That's a starter. That's fine. I don't think you need a backup making twenty million dollars. Yeah. What's the saying? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't. Well, that's that's Freddie. Right? Thank, thanks wanna, for listening. You might want to listen. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I was looking up Baker Mayfield's age. You know. Now that said, you know there have been times where a starting quarterback has gone down and a backup, a competent backup, has come in and led yeah. the team to Jacoby Brissett, the, the playoffs. Oh, I'm not even. Yeah, talking we're talking about, about competent. <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, any? Um, What do you think? There's all that much difference between in, in, backup now. If he was a backup, if Sam Darnold was the backup, Baker Mayfield was the backup, Brian Hoyer is the backup. Do you feel that much different? Yes, I don't. Uh, those two with Brian Hoyer? Oh, come on, I Paul. I think they all stink. Oh man, no, oh, I, I see. I don't I believe do. that. I don't. I don't, think, I don't that. think you'd win anything with any of those three guys. Wow. I, I think the only difference is I would have. I could talk myself into some optimism of, you know, if Baker Mayfield came here, I, I could convince myself of, well, he's, he's only 27. He's still got some football ahead. I'm like, Hoyer, I don't think he's ever going to be more than what he is, which is fine. And I don't think it's that much different than what it That's is. That's inarguable. But and, and Mike is right. That that whole explanation is inarguable. But, but I also think, and Paul's probably going to jump down my throat here. I promise I think, you I won't. I think the presence of Bill Belichick helps you like with it. a guy like Baker Mayfield because – when he says, no, this is how we're going to do it, yeah. there's no pushback. Yeah. You know? Well, like, I promise you I wouldn't. We're going <laughs> to coach you this way. This is what we're looking for from you. But from is that you. Baker Mayfield's problem? I don't know. But he's got a big personality. I just think he's a baby. Okay, like, but I don't think any coaching is going to take the baby but, out of him. But I, I think there's been a lot of babies that have come here that have been corralled. Like who? Randy Moss. He's a baby. He has been in. He has been a baby in his past. Absolutely. When they're not winning, okay, it doesn't matter. He's been a baby. He he stops yeah. trying when they didn't. Just yeah. like he stopped trying here yeah. when they weren't winning. Corey Dillon was a bad guy, but he he yeah. came here and did the same thing here as he did elsewhere. Eventually, but not yes. right away. But, but this is my point. So, like, yeah. what do you? What is the coaching fixing? If he's there's just, immense talent, shut up. You're getting production <laughs> out of him. If you have immense talent like yeah. Randy Moss and Corey Dillon, you can get a year out of them. Maybe two in Moss's case. That's it. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember, do, were the Patriots, was that interest in Baker Mayfield in the draft real? Well, that's why I wanted to get it to yeah. the Patriots. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember thinking that, that they seemed to have interest. And like, the guy who like called in, it was a caller that, that brought – brought the whole Patriots angle up and you said you know remembering back to the the 18 season the 18 draft um there was a report and it came from an agent clearly you know talking about yeah trying to scare everybody the Patriots strong interest in in um I think McDaniels at the time if they were that interested that they were going to give up resources now you could get you could get them for nothing you don't have to give up any yeah. resources to do it so well Josh McDaniels isn't here anymore no but better were the patriots interested or not do you think no idea i no, really do don't you, i mean I, I we don't you're absolutely right i'm gonna say no yeah i think they were okay i think there was some i know i, I think I'm there was guessing. some smoke there i'm guessing now i would now to me it's an easy it's an easy fix that was in 2018 he had yet to play a game 
Right. He's played for the last four years and hasn't been very good. You know. He, See, I think at times he has been good. I don't know. He's I mean, inconsistent. Yeah, I think his it's record speaks moment, for itself. I mean, he's I, a he's a well. 500 guy know, with, on, on a very good team. In the same conversation this morning, uh, they were saying, you know, do you think Trevor Lawrence is any good? And one of the hosts was like, I'm looking at his numbers. He's not as good as Mac Jones. Uh, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's not what it's all about. No, I'm not talking about numbers. Yeah. I, I just mean he doesn't really win. I, mean, I think the Cleveland the last two years has been pretty good. I think there's a chance they're going to be very good this year, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. I think they can win. That's a good team. It, I, I don't think it's the greatest team, yeah. you know, in the AFC. But I think that's they're not the that, old Browns. That right? has yeah. that, that's a team that has talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I think I'm there's something on Mayfield just the way he carries himself that like he kind of has a cockiness to him. That yeah, might be another like guy. Jimmy Connors. We remember, were talking about him earlier. Do you remember <laughs> when we were talking on Tuesday about quarterbacks being leaders, and I said pretty much every that yeah. might be another one that's not a great leader. To your on your side, yeah. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's a great leader. Yeah, you know, he, like the whole we he, wanted an adult to play quarterback, so we signed. He, a, a he guy wants to be a leader. Uh, That's what I mean. Like sure he kind of yeah. like has the, tries the feel hard. of it, yeah. but kind of tries too hard. And yeah, I just I, I was not impressed with him last year. I he's think that had was, that was he's it. had some moments, but I don't think he's ever really played well. And you talk about it. You guys make fun of Lamar Jackson. I don't you know, make fun of him. Well, because there's only one way he can win. And and yeah. his, I, mean, I Baker Mayfield needs to needs to be playing in a certain style. They need to yeah. be running the ball. They need to be playing defense. They need to be ahead. Like he's one of those guys that I don't think you want him throwing the ball forty times. Yeah, but yeah, because he will make mistakes. Right. If he's got Nick Chubb and right. Kareem Hunt, and it's all running Najoku and all the pieces that they've had, he did have a moment, but. They had a good year two years ago. Yeah. And then they blew out Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and they had an opportunity to beat Kansas City uh, in the playoffs that year. It's kind of like Jacksonville a couple years ago. Teams that had a flash-in-the-pan season, and then that was kind of it. Yeah. I mean, they're still okay. They haven't fallen back to what they were like Jacksonville has, but I don't know. I I think Mayfield will probably beat them out, beat out Darnold, but – but I, I think I it's going to be. A, but I, I think, think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a competition. That's why I think out there you're going to. They'll see like, all right. Well, how do they handle it? I mean, I know it was a skewed with Mac and Cam being out, and then Mac getting like the majority of the reps, and that was kind of it. But you know, still, I think we we were like, Cam gets the first series, and then it's like Mac for six series. You know, that, that kind of thing that they were doing. How do they do it? I mean, is it like back and forth? How do you see it? I mean, again. Things you kind but of that, watch, but that's really. the kind of stuff that happened after Cam missed the time, yeah. Too. So I, I don't know. I, I I think that Baker Mayfield will benefit from the fact that Darnold was there last year and played, and they saw him be mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. So I think Mayfield will come in with that sort of newness factor and potential. Yeah. yeah. And I think he'll have a leg up coming in. I agree with you. You too. I think he will ultimately win the job but i really don't think there's a huge difference i think if you take into consideration just how bad the jets have been yeah. i don't think there's been a huge difference between the their performances on the field plus it's like mccaffrey too like who wins the job and then who's who's starting when mccaffrey gets hurt and they, like things start out great because mccaffrey's all over the place and they're giving the ball to him 40 times a game and oh it's all going great for baker mayfield and carolina and then all of a sudden like, he gets hurt like, and like, weren't they three and oh at the yeah. start last year yeah yeah. And then eventually he, McCaffrey gets hurt. <laughs> things change. I saw a funny meme that was like a guy uh, doing his fantasy draft, and it was like, you know, Christian McCaffrey standing there, sitting there at the seventh overall pick and being like, 
you got to do it, but your season's going to be over like in week four, you know, <laughs> like he's that kind of, that kind of yep. fantasy guy that, that you have to take, but you're like going to be gritting your teeth the whole season, hoping he doesn't get hurt. Uh, what do you think of Aaron Rodgers' tattoo? I just caught a glimpse of it. I think it's pretty dazzling. It's it's Is typical it? Aaron Rodgers, like Illuminati, all these hidden meanings. You know, what do you think it looks like? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, lot of lot of levels. What is it? I got to get a better look. I don't know. There was was there like a pyramid in there's there? There's a pyramid. There's the eye, you know, yeah. the Illuminati eye. There's like all these the symbols. And so things I wouldn't understand. Yeah, nobody no does. One, no That's one the point. Him. I don't think, yeah. yeah, and I don't even think he does. Where where's, Where was the location? I think it looked now. like his forearm. In his forearm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rogers. And this is, and this is news because I, <laughs> I assume he made it. He, well, yeah, he put it out there. What do you think of my tattoo? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what he does. I like I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I believe me. I respect the talent. I think he's a tremendously gifted quarterback. I just don't have a lot of interest in him, the person. Yeah, it seems like a not my kind of guy. It's a display. Like yeah. I, you know, if somebody really had like a deep, so personal tattoo that you got. You're not going out being like, hey, right. so I got con- this to so honor contrived. my dead family member. Like, no, he's got all kinds of things going on. What does it mean? Probably a website. Well, what do you think it means? Yeah, like 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 our old line. What do you think? It well, it means a lot of things. You know, that's I guess, not bad, Fred. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> I guess you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Is that Aaron Rodgers? Did he actually yeah. say that? Or no, you, that that makes it even better. That's just me saying. That's it. not a bad. That's not a bad Aaron Rodgers. You like that? Okay. Well, do somebody think, has. Don't you think? Somebody has to pick good. up the slack for Eric, right? Uh, you know, our resident uh, impersonator. Our impressions are. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, Eric is bored now? I have no idea. I hope not, because he says he never he's is. He's never been bored. He's so never I been wonder, bored. You know, so after I, taking yeah. a month off of work, and it's a good question because I wonder what unemployed Eric might be like. Like, because we've talked about it before when you're employed, and it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta go to the post office today. That's my day. Like, like you make a whole day out of like just going to the post office. At this <laughs> you know, point, he's, he's probably like read every book things. that's ever been published, yeah. right? Or written every. Has book. It, well, has he written? Has yeah. he finished his book? That's, I hope so. I hope so. Sending it out to publishers. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. I don't know if there's other, any other NFL news. Pretty quiet. These are the this dog is, days of the NFL. Yeah, this is the yeah. time. This is the time. Yeah, that Mayfield trade was really uh, yeah. the only thing going on. Yeah, just a couple league. weeks. I mean, I think the, you know, the PUP list will be coming out just before camp, too. That's something to maybe think about a little bit of, you know, just James White end up on that. Byron Cowart. Byron Cowart. We haven't seen him in two well, years. Well, I, I would imagine he will. You know, you have to start out that way. Yeah. You know, so you, do you always err on the side of caution. You put everybody that, you know, is injured on that PUP list because once, once the, if they're not and they start camp, they can't go back on it. Oh, yeah. But even guys that, you know, I mean, we saw plenty of McMillan. We saw plenty of, uh, of uh, what's his name, the, the safety. McGrown. Oh, Bledsoe. Um, as well as 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 uh, peppers, you know. So those guys coming off of ACL stuff, where yeah, they were out there for that, but but well, are they ready to go? Oh yeah, well, a lot a of chance. times they, 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 they like put chance. them on the list, and then as soon as the conditioning runs over, they take them off. Yeah, you know. So, but I think you know things could all of a sudden look pretty different if if McMillan, somebody who I feel like is going to be right in the middle of of it all, right out of the gate, you know, if he were if he were not quite ready to go. I mean, it appeared that he was, but. Yeah, I don't think any of those guys would be candidates for PUP in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Like to Fred's point, if they're if they're not quite 100 percent, maybe they weren't quite ready for the conditioning run. So they have to start camp on PUP. I don't think like uh, 
Peppers or McMillan, I don't think. No. I don't think those guys are probably candidates. I don't know about James White because I think that injury is so unique that it's hard to project that. But but it's like even if those new guys are missing time at the beginning of camp, especially on defense yeah, where you're be, trying to get some new I pieces. I think it would be short, though. Kind of annoying. I think it would be very quick. I'd be annoyed. Well, you, you tend to get yeah. annoyed yeah. at a lot of Defensive things. Because you get yourself so excited I about know. everything. I know. That when something doesn't happen the way well, this you is want what I'm trying. I'm trying to get myself excited about these new pieces on defense, and then how am I supposed to get excited if they're not even out there at the start? And you're right. like, oh, all right, well, we're gonna have I don't know. I mean, I guess Mac Wilson or somebody in there to start, but or Harv- Harvey Longy. I mean, those it's just not things that would make me happy out of the gate, but it is what it is. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Bill, we'll start it off from. DC, what's up, Bill? Uh, hey, everybody. Um, I have a game for you, Paul. Nice. So oh, excellent. That. Um, uh, real quick, though, on that talk about Andre Tippett, it kind of got me motivated, and I went back and looked. Uh, he's got a great YouTube video of an NFL Films one called Answer Your Own Risk. And I had remembered the athleticism and, like, the, the power. I had forgotten how violent he was. Like, the, just the ferociously slam people down, the throwdowns, like, he was brutal. Oh, the Ken, the Ken O'Brien throwdown is classic. I make fun of him yeah. about that all the time. He did that to me in front of the Pepsi machine. I asked him how many times he would, how much he would have gotten fined for that today. <laughs> uh, and he, there's also, like, multiple times of him taking uh, Danny White down, just destroying him over and over again. Pretty enjoyable. <laughs> I, love, I gotta watch some Anyway, times. here's the game. Uh, okay. This is a Would You Rather game. And we're assuming it's uh, one of two players. They're young and healthy, tight of their powers. And for this year's roster and for this season, would you rather have Andre Tippett or Randy Moss? <sighs> Randy Moss. I mean, I love Andre Tippett. I love defense. But well, it's they're both Hall of Famers. They're both yeah. Hall of Famers. No, it's, a good, it's a good question. It's a good question. For the this game is team, offense. For, I, this, I, for this I, I team, might I'm say gonna Andre. Go, I'm going to say Tippett for this team. Yeah, because you know, pu- you don't you know, Deuce, you're always weapons. talking about that I disruptor. I know. I know. Where's I know. that? Where's that pressure going to come think from? The weapon would be wasted. <laughs> you get a chance to get a weapon, and no, but where's yeah. that pressure going to come from? Yeah. Okay, the no, answer I, would be Andre Tippett. I know, I know, but yeah, it's a good question. It I don't is. think it's a no-brainer. I could definitely make an argument either way. Sure, you know, does 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 Mac have the arm to take advantage of a guy like Randy Moss? The smartest receiver. Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's really smart. Yeah. Well, he can go over the middle too. He doesn't have to always be going deep, you know. But you're kind of wasting his talents if you're not sending him. Yeah. Deep, no, you know? I, I know. I, I went against the grain a little bit there, but I, you know, I not that Tip was Von Miller, but I think that's like you know what Buffalo kind of sees is like we need that kind of finisher guy. It's just. After all this time of watching kind of so-so offensive pieces, like, I, I don't know, just to go back to those special days of Randy Moss, that, that, that's something that would be cool. And, and give Mac a chance to you know, throw yep. to one of the greatest receivers of all time. Then you're really going to find well, out how Certainly Moss makes everybody else better in the receiving core because yeah. you know, he's going to draw attention. I feel bad going against Tip, though. That's that is true. But I think Tip does the same thing on defense. That is true. If, if Moss, even if you can't necessarily take advantage of him to the fullest, he will open up stuff yep. for others. That That's yeah, yeah. It's a good It's a very good question. Good question. Good, Bill. Good job, Bill. All right, next one. Oh. Edelman or Rodney Harrison? 
Who was the first one? Edelman, Edelman. or Rodney Harrison? I see a theme here. I'm going to say Edelman on this one because of the depth at safety. Not because I think that anybody is Rodney Harrison, but I think they have four good safeties. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. I do think that they could use that kind of physical edge present, not edge, you know, like not yeah, on the, the edge, edge, but playing the with edge. an edge. Yeah. And you get that punt return that. guy, assuming you can force a team to punt. <laughs> There, there's that that atypical Fred snark. I I don't know what you're doing over there. I was waiting for something. The no punts discard everybody. I think mostly Fred. I've never seen that two games against the same team. Division right? opponent that yeah. you know that you're like supposed to be beaten. All right, what's your next one? Richard Seymour or Gronk? Oh, Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, I'm gonna Gronk. go Gronk there. He's a Tight end is a quarterback's best friend. He does it all. He helps the run yeah. game. He's a red zone threat. And he's fun. Yeah. I like fun. See, Mike Evans uh, had a comment yesterday. He doesn't He, he doesn't, doesn't think he's going to come back. Really? Yeah. He thinks he's done for good. You're wrong, Evans. <laughs> I think he's done, too. Anyway, I, is that it, Bill? A couple more, but I can quit if you want to. No. All right. Hey. Just do it quick, quick. Yep. Okay. Troy Brown or Mike Brable? Oh, oh, these are really good. Oh, Very thoughtful. I'll say, I'll say Vrabes. I'm gonna say Vrabes on that I one think too. I am gonna, gonna go, go Vrabes. Yeah. yeah, I don't really have any line. Next. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, Welker or, or Wilfork? NRWs. Welker or Wilfork? I'd probably go Welker. No disrespect. Point blank. I'm going to go Will Fork. Yeah, that's that stability in the middle. I mean, you yeah. can make an argument they certainly could use another big body in the middle that Stop you know can run. play real good. I was good. a little surprised that mm. you went with Will Yeah. Mm. Good one. Thanks, Bill. Good one. Very good. They're all great players, so it's tough. Right. And yeah. you're making an argument for the bigger need. Right. You know, someone to stop. the Like, Seymour, like the Seymour one was – who impacts your team more positively? Gronk is just so dynamic, and Mike explained it perfectly with his impact on the running game and the passing game. Yeah. I think it would be tough, too, if you did a game like that with outside linebackers versus cornerbacks, like if you did tip versus tie law. You know, because they're both – because you have some receiving depth, so but you don't really have anything great at cornerback or, or like Revis for a Seymour. Revis or Seymour. In their, in their prime. Yeah. I think that's tough. See, I think Revis – I, I, but oh, I would too. I yeah. would take the corner. Yeah, that Revis. I would take Ty Law. I would take yeah Revis. No, that's on brand for you. They that's don't. They don't have corners. Yeah. Like I'm just going by the depth of what of what they have and what I right. think is more important. Right. Well, those are the two spots. So they're lacking depth at both spots. But to me, you're not going to lose a lot of games. You know, when the team runs the ball oh. down your throat. Tip and Jude on that'd be, that'd be something. Uh, Marks and Bolton. What's up, Mark? Uh, more dog days conversation um, yeah. uh, on a contention. Uh, I've been getting ripped in the dredge Twitterverse, and even that, but I've had a, a pleasant, constructive back and forth with Mr. Reese on this contention, and that is Ramondre Stevenson is the best three-down back the Patriots have drafted since Curtis Martin in '95, and if not, who? Well, didn't they they drafted James White? They draft well. He's not he's really not, a three-down no, back. Right. Not, not, yeah. No, I'm sorry, not third-down back. I okay, a three-down three down back. back uh, yeah, that I, they I drafted. Mean, have they drafted a three-down back since? 
since really. Curtis Market. Well, Mark, Mark, I think really? Sony Michelle was I supposed mean, to be, but he just right. he was supposed to be. We thought he was supposed to be. Okay, but well, <laughs> this guy's better than yeah, Sony Michelle. Yeah, I yeah. need to see more. I just don't think there's a really like Stephen him. Ridley wasn't really drafted as a three down back. What about, Shane Vereen, what about James Maroney? White. Well, certainly Maroney was a three down back. Yeah. Well, he didn't. No. Well, I mean, Kevin fought me. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Kevin yeah, I don't think that they so. wanted him to be a huge part of the passing game. Yeah. Well, you can rephrase it as the most complete back they've drafted since Kurt Martin, Curtis Martin. I mean, I think the potential. It's only been one year. I think Let's, the potential might okay. be there. I need to see yeah. more out of him, yeah. more consistency, and, and especially on third down. I, you know, more than just yeah. Let's, let's wait a couple off. years before we make that judgment. But I yeah, I, I like Stevenson potential. a lot. I'm with Mark on Stevenson. I'm, I am high on him. I think Damian Harris is, you know, in terms of his skill set, is a is a three down back. I just think Stevenson's a little bit better. Yeah, he's a little bigger. I mean, I. Love to see those guys race. I think Stevenson's surprisingly well, fast, surprisingly I think he's more soft explosive, hands. but I think you're right, Mike. I think that would Big. surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Well, not saying that. I mean, he even. I mean, he's a little bit different than Martin in that he doesn't have like Parcells said that Curtis Martin had that whoosh, which was that like three oh, yeah. yard, four yard sidestep that yep. yeah. almost nobody has. But the, but the, certainly the great ones have. And I'm not saying that Stevenson even has that, but he does. Ha- but he but he's also 20 pounds bigger. Um, and he, you know, he does have a nice little sidestep, and then he, you know, delivers the blow. So, so not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but just saying that yeah. he is a he, he has all the ability to be a three down back. Yeah, I think he could be a three down back. Yes, I mean, I'm not putting him in anywhere near the stratosphere of Curtis Martin, who's one of the maybe right. oh. maybe the best five running right. backs of all time. Right. Like that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, he's one of the. One of a small handful with the best ever. And the ironic thing yep. or the sad thing is the Patriots, one of the reasons why the Patriots were okay with him going is because they thought he was a little injury prone. There was like this abdomen injury that was questionable, and he turned out to be one of the more durable running backs of all time as well. Right, and they got him in the third round because he had an ankle problem in yeah. Pittsburgh. He missed yeah. his whole last that's year right. at Pittsburgh that's right. with an ankle injury. Good yes. memory, Mark. You're right. Uh, yep. At Pitt. I mean, do you think Thanks, that, Mark. Do you Good think call. that the Patriots, the way that they run their running back room, would play him enough to give him the opportunity to be a three-down back? Or is it just there's not three-down backs in this offense anymore? There's only guys yeah. that play roles. I do think that they would use a guy for three carries. backs. I just don't think they would use one exclusively yeah. throughout the game. Right. Do you know? Does yeah. That makes yeah. sense. No, so no, I blow. know. Like, right. Yeah. How many times did you see last year? Like, oh, it's a Stevenson series now. Like, yeah. Harris played the first two series, and here comes Stevenson. Yeah. I think both of those guys can be three down guys, but I think that they're not going to just say, "This guy's going to play seventy snaps on offense today." I don't think they do that. But do you think that there's a guy or an argument to be made that if we did give him? 70% of the snaps, he might be the best running back in the league. You know, like like if you had that kind of guy, oh, like I think Marshall they would. Falk, yeah. you know, I think they is would it like, that. well, we love you, Marshall, but we're going to keep the rotation going and Steven's going to start the game. And no, you're I gonna, think you if know? they had a guy that they thought was a special talent, Bill was yeah, they're alluded not stupid. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Bill was alluded to it in, in different ways at different positions. If we had a guy like yeah. that, we, you know, I think they would. I just don't think that they would necessarily target a guy like that. Um, we'll go back to the 2018 draft. And this is one of my my favorite drafts to pick apart. Everybody focuses because of what happened this week with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, one and three, right? Who was two? I forget. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, for the. In yeah. my from my mind, one of the worst picks 
in recent draft memory. I just don't think that there's any value in that whatsoever. And like yeah. to that point, yep. I, I could never see Bill saying, this guy is so special, I'm going to take – because he knows the, the durability problems at that position. Barkley has the talent to be the second overall pick. Right. I, don't, I mean, I think when you've seen him at his, at his peak, you understand completely why he went number two overall. But that position is just so hard to be durable yeah. and to stay at that level of production. He's done nothing the last two years. It's just a, it's just an interesting thing to think about if a guy you know like Stevenson makes a think, huge leap this Barkley year. I think was two that year. I, I, hope I thought, wasn't he the number he was in the top five. He was in yeah. the top five. Yeah, I think yeah. he was two. I think he went between. Yeah, he was Mayfield and Darnold. You're probably right. And how many games has he played? And you know, and and again, I think it goes he's had back like 600 yards combined the last same thing two with years. Like McCaffrey, you know. Right. These guys that you base your whole offense, I like. So I understand why you would want to have a lot of running backs. I just wonder well, if you're you're let, let's go limiting back. your breakout let, opportunities because it's all roles. Let's do a draft in hindsight, though, Paul. If you knew Curtis Martin was going to have the career he had, would you draft him at number two? In nineteen ninety, well, in nineteen ninety five, when he got drafted, maybe I would have, but yeah. I wouldn't today. Not in today's NFL. Not, not that that, but that's me. Yeah. Like that's a that's a Paul hangup. Right. You know that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think I, he's I, like the the classic end of the first round pick now like we're a team that was close they just kind of can spend that on a running back i mean i he guess was in some two. Ways, he went two. number two overall yeah yeah oh there it is so interesting uh would, you, would you take curtis martin number two overall in today's nfl <sighs> wow i mean I, i'm assuming i don't need a quarterback you don't need a quarterback. i don't need a quarterback i might you know, and I knew that he was going to have the career he's had. I might. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you got to feel pretty good about your offensive line, too. You put it that way. Like, yeah. you know he's going to have the career. Like, yeah. So not only you know he's going to be productive, you know he's going to be durable. But like, that, but, yeah, I probably But that is it. the danger of right. taking yeah. a running back high. Yeah, is, you're right. Yeah. You, you actually convinced me. Like, if you're going to say it like that, you know he's going to do exactly what he did. Yeah. Then how can you not? How can you not? Yeah. Um, Anthony writes in webradio at patriots.com. Since there is almost nothing going on, let's have some interesting Patriots-themed questions. Oh, I love these <laughs> questions. <laughs> this is like my favorite show, Deuce. <laughs> Would you trade all the losses in Super Bowls in the Brady era for wins, but the team moved to Connecticut back when that was a possibility? Oh, no. So it's the Hartford Zero. Patriots no. winning 10 Super Connecticut? Bowls. Connecticut? Get out of here. No. But they would still be the New England Patriots, yeah, right? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. yeah, I'd do it. Ten Super Bowls. You wouldn't be living on the Cape, though. You'd be living in the middle of Connecticut. I, my life would be different. <laughs> I'll give you a, a funny story. When there was a, you know, a good chance they were going to move to Hartford, I went down to Hartford to kind of scout it out yeah. because I'm, I'm going to have to be living here. And uh, some walk around the city, and five o'clock comes up, and the place just shutters up. So I'm walking around this like dead zone. Uh, like 5.30, and all these, like, religious people are walking up to me. Hey, do you need any help? Because they assume anyone walking around the city is just a lost soul. They're like, this guy's got stains all over his shirt. Right, and it's like 6 p.m. You know, it's not like this was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, anyone walking around this city at 6 p.m. must be a lost soul. At least let us give you a Tide pen, sir, please. But, I mean, if you look at it, like – so wherever – I mean, it might be a little different for you, Mike, because you live so close to the stadium. But, yeah. like, for, for Fred and I, like, we never really lived ex- exceptionally close to here, you know, before you moved. You know, I know right. you, you lived in Rentham for years. But, yep. like, I, I'm in Everett 
so the stadium to me is was 45 minutes away so it becomes you know i don't know 70 minutes away if it's in hartford like what's yeah. the difference for me yeah like, i guess it's still the new england patriots now if it moved to like birmingham now that's different. Yeah. That's not our team anymore. Right. Yeah. Also or St. Louis. For me. Well, that's what I meant. Oh. Did I say Birmingham? Like, yeah, you said Birmingham. Why are they going it, to Alabama? It was this, no, no, it was this, it might, that was my bad. It was the oh. St. Louis Stallions, wasn't it? Right. That's why I said Birmingham. Oh. Come on, Stallion. The, the Birmingham Stallions right. of the USFL. I think it's a little bit um, just loving this location right here. I mean, every time I drive up that hill, I flashback to my first time going to that See, old stadium i think you I might be kind of like memories of you might be the only person in massachusetts <laughs> that thinks this is the I ideal know. location right. i know i know like if it was probably moving true. out of boston to hartford that would be different yeah i know that would be different but stay in Fox moving Pro. from one like Top remote outpost to another to me yeah same same uh would you have traded tom brady to the jets after the 2017 season for five First round picks. No. Let's assume they still never win a Super Bowl but are in the playoffs. No, I would Oof. not. No. Not the Jets. I would not have traded Tom Brady under any circumstances. Five first round picks, huh? No. Uh I wouldn't, but it's tempting. He you says. know my you know my old one. I would have traded him for Matthew Stafford. Uh <laughs> in <if> like twenty ten. <laughs> if you could bring back any expatriate player to play for the twenty twenty two season, who would you choose? Must be a still active player and not Tom. Still active Patriot, former Patriot. Yeah, that you would take for this team. Yeah, uh, still active. Excellent question, J.C. Jackson. Cooks, Cook. <laughs> yeah, J.C. Jackson. Sneaky deuce. <laughs> That's not. I was going to say Gilmore, but he's he's kind of old now. But I mean, just look at the positions they need: cornerback, right. linebacker, outside linebacker. I mean, I don't think there's any linebackers out there that I really covet yeah. that were former Patriots. J.C. Jackson. Pretty high on the list. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he says uh, his choice would be Chandler Jones. Chandler, Sean, I, would, Sean I, would, Sean I would take Chandler Jones. Uh, and finally, do you think a player it's like a one. Rick yeah. Myra, Ryan Leaf, for example, would have been better in his career if drafted on a better team or drafted into a competent coaching staff? Mm. Another example. If Mahomes had been drafted in Chicago at number two and Trubisky at number ten, is Mahomes still Mahomes? Is Trubisky better? Mm. I think Trubisky's better, but Mahomes is still Mahomes. I don't think you can be just completely a product of coaching. Yeah. to be that great. Yeah, Tyree Kill though. I mean the wet. I, I mean it's hard. It's hard I mean, to say. Allen Robinson. Those guys, I mean, like you would have had guys to play with. Yeah. yeah. And I think he makes those guys personally, but we'll see. All right. We're going to take a break, eat some food. Um, by the way, I don't have an email, but um, it was who in Canada bought uh, Chris? Who bought lunch today for us? Uh, it was Pete and Lancaster. Pete. Pete in Canada. Pete and Lancaster <laughs> in Canada. So I think it's uh, – he also used to go by Pete in Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. Uh -huh. So, Pete, uh, thank you for the lunch. We're yeah, going to eat Pete. it right now. When we come back, we'll get more of your calls and emails. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. 
We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots. And our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx Delivery. Game Day Spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played, and everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
there's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Oh, my arm! Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. Some people... And now, great moments in... History. Only been on a team like Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Who changes teams no, every but year. I'm, I'm just he about might not have at that, his age. that knowledge of a system. Right, that, forget that, that's true. Forget it. I, I, I was giving Eric the props. That's Nothing. right. I don't understand what his age has to do with anything. Uh, I, I think his age has to do with a lot of it's are talking trade. I, I think another team is taking into consideration the guy's age. Right. Don't but you? why? Because he's old. Because he doesn't know my system? That's what you said. No, this is the only thing that I disagree I, I with. I said is that he's more valuable to the Patriots because he knows right, the system. That's right. It has nothing to do with age. But at his age, he has less to contribute to another team than I the agree. Patriots. I agree. And that's Patriots. why I don't think Hightower has. Why is that? Has. Because he's old. About two minutes later. Who's he more valuable to, the another Patri- team or the, the Patriots? The Patriots. Why? Because he is on the oh, Patriots. Oh, forget it. You can't even answer. You, you know, forget it. It's it's over. It's okay, over. so... Ding, ding, ding. It's over. Let's move on. About five minutes later. Thanks, this Paul. This is ridiculous. See, this is what happens. You, you can't have an argument because you can't... Thanks, disagree. Paul. You're not allowed to disagree with Fred. Thank you. <laughs> You're not allowed. Don't disagree Th- with Fred. Thanks for giving me credit for that. Don't disagree, I, I Fred. That. I'm sorry. I appreciate I'm that. sorry. I appreciate Did I hurt that. your feelings by disagreeing with you? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I, I sound sorry. like the one who's upset here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You, you very much sound like the one who's upset here. <laughs> 
That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, I, we just like, have to end it at some point. I know. I mean, it's like, no. I have to, it's like I have to put down a vampire. Exactly. You know? It's like, can, can it I? just keeps coming back. You exactly. Gotta, you gotta You've get decided. that stake in his heart. You've decided that it's silly. That's another great moment from As we often say after those great. Great. Yeah, not, not, not so great. Um, another fun question comes in oh. on webradioatpatriots.com. Kareem in Boston um, says, according to Pro Football Reference, who was the second highest weighted career approximate value, which is a measure for career success, the Patriots uh, have drafted behind Tom Brady? So obviously Tom Brady was the highest. Gronk. Gronk, yeah. No. McCourty. No. McCurdy? Yeah. It's someone you'll never guess. Yeah. Give us a and hint. it's a guy who a I'll give you a hint. Shaq Mason. They drafted him in the first round, but he never played for the Patriots. Hmm. Hmm. Patriots drafted the guy in the first round that never played, for and the he Patriots? never played for the team under Belichick. No. Oh, this is year, like years and years and years ago. I've lost interest. Then. Oh, Fran Tarkenton. He was drafted, but back then they had the AFL and the NFL. Oh, so he went to he, the... He, the Patriots drafted him, and, but in the NFL draft, he went... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, the, uh, that's what happened with John Morris, the Patriots guy that I interviewed for my, for my game day thing. He was drafted by the Packers and, and the Patriots, and he chose the Patriots. And I was about to write in the piece, like, he made the right decision. <laughs> but then I was like, did he, though? Did he? <laughs> did he? He, he could have had a couple Super Bowls, uh, but he had a Hall of Fame career here. So. Uh, where do you think <laughs> Drew Bledsoe falls on this list? What number? Oh, 10? Yeah. Higher. Like 10 to 20? Four. Lower. Five. S- five. Five. So. That's pretty good. Interesting Not question. Not bad for a guy who sucks. Yeah. Oh, come on. According to many. No. Uh, Pat Sanagawam on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Pat? What's up, gentlemen? Hey, Patty. Hey. Uh, so, Fred, I just, I don't know if you could answer these couple questions I had. And it's left to deal with the Patriots almost moving to Hartford. But um, if I'm not mistaken, they were they were supposed to be, like, right around the evening landing section, correct? Uh, that's where the new stadium is, right? That's where the... Yukon Stadium is Rentschler Field. Is, isn't that Adrian's Landing? I, I, I think that I recall that's the name of it. The problem there was there were a lot of contingencies in the deal that they had with Roland, who was the governor at the time. And part of it, you know, they had to clean up. There was a lot of chemical waste at that site, and it had to be cleaned up yep. by a certain time. Or something. So there were a lot of outs that the Patriots had that they took advantage of when the time came, when they finally got – a little bit of infrastructure money from the state in Massachusetts. But I think Adrian's Landing was the name of the that location. That sounds right. Yeah. I think Patty's yep. got that. I think that sounds right. Yep. And just um, anyone that's been to a game in Foxborough knows that it can be a nightmare to get out, but uh, I couldn't imagine logistically trying to get out of that area of Hartford. And um, my last question. I, I don't think it'd be any worse than here. I mean, here it'd be better than here, at least, at least in that area. You were on the intersection of a, a like three highways. Yeah. Here it's it's Route, Route One. Or one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I yeah I don't and know um, enough about the area yeah, for I mean, Hartford. To, I do to say it. Oh, yeah I, I, I trust they you. Ever, you wondered. Did they ever have the discussion? And if, if they had it, it was probably measured in nanoseconds about moving the team to Western Mass, like my area, Springfield Agawam area. Um, I'm not. Sure. I don't think so. 
I don't think there was. A Providence was in the running for sure. Um, they made a bid to I, get I've the team. I've never heard of any plan to go west. No. No, it was uh, Hartford, Providence, and, of course, uh, a couple locations in Boston uh, that they were talking about. I'm glad they stuck where they were. That's okay. That's all I got, guys. Okay. Um, Thanks, guys. Here's a question for you guys. How different do you think life would be if the Patriots had eventually built a, you know, a beautiful stadium in Boston? I don't know. <clears throat> Probably like, similar. I don't know. Yeah, what, like, what would have changed? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Like, It's hard to say they'd be bigger than what they were when they no, won six I think they'd be Super exactly Bowls, what they are now. Like, I think winning no matter what. I mean, it might it might, have, it might have helped them a little bit, just the access, I think. You know, maybe uh, maybe a slight, slightly bigger draw for a free agent not having to land in Boston and then drive out here. I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm just – I mean, you could make the argument that maybe there's a guy that said, geez, they're not even in the city. I, I don't know. But I can't imagine it would have hurt in any way, right? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, with, you know, a glitzy city stadium, would there have been less pressure? But it's not like they had to look for Tom Brady and, and pay a lot of money to get a starting quarterback. He, they kind of stumbled on him. So probably things would be the same from a winning standpoint, I would think. Yeah. 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 Where was the stadium? It was like one of the spots was like where that Gillette building is now, like in the south. South. That was one area uh, in South Boston. um, It's where a lot of cars get dropped off from overseas. And Mm -hmm. it's like this huge area. They were going to take over that space. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that traffic would have been crazy. Seaport, right? Yeah. Seaport. Seaport Now now it's all done over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Need some public transportation, too, to get. To get down there, I always love the stories though about the free agents that would say like, either oh guys get drafted, they don't know where New England even is, like they don't know where Foxborough is, they right? Don't, you know, they're driving through the forest yeah. and all of a sudden they're out here. I, I always think some of those are a little, yeah, sort of exact. Like I mean, Foxborough, no, I mean, why would you know where Foxborough is if you are? Well, New England, you better know. But three, three states. I, I think most Five people, states. six. I think most people know where <laughs> New England is. Well, so, you know, is it roughly. <laughs> well, you know. Um, I'll give you know like we we know New England, but you know there's like in South Carolina there's this area called the Research Triangle, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's well known down there. But like yeah. if you ask somebody up here, you know, where's the Research Triangle? I don't think they'd know. Carolinas, you know, because you're well you're it's well read. Well <laughs> yeah, you're well traveled. I'm well read. <laughs> but a lot of these guys aren't well traveled. They knew. No. Where they came from oh, and yeah. where they played Again, college like, football. Right, and, and, I, and uh, there's no question, like, if you asked some guy who got s- drafted, like, where, where's Foxborough? I'm going to need a little more information. Yeah. Foxborough, Mass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Northeast, yeah. yes. Now, like, I think if you ask someone where New England is, yeah. Again, when I say everybody, right. you know, I'm sure there's Most somebody. People. I'm sure there's somebody that was drafted by the Patriots that legitimately – didn't know where New England was. Most people, yeah. But I think most people knew, oh, that's, no, the, New that's the northeast is. part of the country. But if you had to pick where the stadium actually is on a map of Massachusetts. But I'll bet you most. There's a lot of people yeah. that couldn't yeah. do that. But I'll, and I'll bet you most people who have never been to New England, if you ask them what states comprise New England, they may not get that right. No, Apparently they might I not. I mean, even. Mike can't get it. <laughs> yeah. He's lived here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it is true, though, that some of these players who played at, like, Texas and Michigan, they came oh. here with the old Foxborough Stadium. It's like, are you kidding me? My oh, high school sure. stadium's right. bigger Absolutely. than this that, That's not exaggerated. I mean, yeah. Bledsoe said that. Yeah. Yeah. And Bledsoe grew Stop. up in the sticks. Yeah. Right? He didn't even Cougs. play Texas high school football. Cougs. Yeah. Um, 
Sean in Vancouver writes in webradio at patriots.com. Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers is all about the upcoming Watson decision for me. It's all about October 16th in Cleveland. Will the Patriots face Brissett? Uh, Paul, yes. will this be another everything always works out for the Patriots scenario? This one uh, is not really an everything works out for the Patriots scenario. Watson's going to get suspended. Like, that, that, that's going to affect everybody. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? I put this on Cleveland for, for doing this. Like. Well, yeah, and I have, <laughs> listen, I, I really don't have any problem with it, and my guess is they kind of expected it, although they wouldn't have structured the contract the way mm-hmm. they did. I don't think that was an accident. Yeah. So I, I think that they knew there was going to be a, a huge potential hurdle to go before he was ever going to get to play for them. But Mayfield doesn't have anything to do with this. Mayfield was out of the picture a long time ago. I think that could be part of a little uh, early season hype train maybe. If they can bang out, I mean, at Packers would be a tough one, but that little stretch of Lions at Browns, Bears, Yeah, but Jets, what did they do before that? At Jets. What did they do at Pittsburgh and home against Baltimore? Oh, I know. Yeah. Because if they lose those two two games, I don't think anybody's going to care about what they do against Detroit, Chicago, and and, and, and a a Watson-less Cleveland. There were some big wins last year over the Jets. Yeah, but I think people learned. Yeah. I think people are much more realistic. I really do. I'm not saying that sarcastically at all. I think there's been a lot of reality in – you know, and I haven't heard people saying four and thirteen. I hear people saying what Fred says all the time. You know, eight, nine, ten wins if things fall fall into place. I don't think people are talking about like competing for a bye and winning the division. I haven't heard a lot of that. No. Uh, Odd from Putnam writes in, and he says, "For Tamara's sake, I would like to put the soap with a slot idea to rest." Oh. Um, the reason soap with a slot will never be made is due to the soap manufacturing process. The shape of a soap is created through molding. The shapes that most easily release released from these molds are rounder, soft features, hence the amorphous blob shapes that most soaps have. In order to create a slot, either a special mold would have to be made, from which removing the finished soap would be extremely difficult, or the soap would have to be machined after the fact. As we all know, Soap is absurdly cheap, so even just the addition of one more process would drive the manufacturing cost of the soap up enough that the consumer wouldn't see any cost-saving benefits on their end from not wasting soap. Although I know Fred is stubborn, I hope this is enough reason to give up his dream of slotted soap and maybe start working on a portable sink to wash his hands without getting up from your couch. Good. Um Listen to me. I disagree I, with him. I disagree Listen with to me. About, I'm, defen- I'm defending Fred. First yeah, of all, it's not about saving money. It's about just not wasting soap. Yeah. And then you could say, oh, that's you're quibbling. But it's just it's the convenience. The second thing is if they can put toys in the middle of soap, they can right. put a slot that, in the soap. I, I totally agree with Fred on that. Yeah. yeah. I think you do, too. You can much. manufacture. Like just, I, I think it's, it's an easy manufacture. And not all soap is, you know, contoured or well, 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 the amorphous, amorphous blob. blob. Usually said. it's a brick. I mean, some of them are just regular. You know, ivory soap, as an example, is just a regular block. I mean, it's easy to put a slot in it. Right, right. I you think that would be an that. easy way to man- – you could just Boom. hollow it out. But I don't – like, the other reasons that he says are why I'm not interested in it at all. Like, soap is, quote, absurdly cheap. <laughs> like, I'm not looking to, you know – Cut that <laughs> Cut that 27 cents in half. 27. With that, those little heels of soap <laughs> that are left that he wants to save because he doesn't want to waste anything, which is amazing. Save the soap. Given what he does for lunch every day. <laughs> um, 
what are you saving there? But and it's also just um, peace of mind in that peace of you mind. get to that you get to that heel as Paul calls it or wafer as other people call it, and it, this eliminates the decision of what do I do? Right. Do I throw it away now and start the new bar, or do I keep trying to get as much? No, you don't have to think about it. Just slide it in. Boom! I'll tell you when, to I, go. when I did when I when I used regular bar soap, uh, that I had. Two, there were two two options. One, I remembered that I was down to the heel, threw it out and got a new bar. Or two, I forgot. And if I forgot and I was in the shower by the time I remembered, whatever was left of that heel got got it done. I would just find it very satisfying to just slide that in, and just know that my I'm I'm done. <laughs> no decision needed needs to be made. Oh boy. Why don't you get Pete? It's like a see perfect, what he says. Perfect Why don't you circle. get Pete and Lemonster? Is there any any, any listeners from Procter and Gamble listening? Why don't you get Come Pete? On. Pete and Lemonster wants to wants to chime Our in friends at Procter and Gamble and Gillette, can can you help out a brother? It's a cycle, you know, just yeah. no no soap waste. Uh, Anthony writes in. Um, he's from Seattle. Got to thinking the other day when cousin Patty said, "Quote: You can't go 500 anymore with 17 games." And Paul promptly corrected him with Pittsburgh did Pittsburgh somehow <laughs> managed to. Uh, my question is, <laughs> theoretically, could a team make the playoffs at 0-0 and 17? And if so, how would you feel about that team? No, you couldn't. No. No. Couldn't. Yeah. Could you? I don't think you can. Mathematics? Uh, my, math. Me personally, I think that the fact that in 17 attempts no one could beat you outweighs the fact that you couldn't beat anyone. <laughs> Uh, there's tough games on everyone's schedule, and those 17 games would include all of your toughest games, and not one of them could beat you. If I were a one seed, I wouldn't feel comfortable seeing that team in the playoffs. Okay, so hypothetically, it's not as absurd to think about this as he is. I mean, it could never happen, obviously. But well, then it's absurd. Like, like what, what, what is that team? Is that a good team or a bad team? That's 0-0-17. It's a mediocre one. Yeah, that's what you got to say. They're not terrible. They're good enough to compete with everybody, not good enough to beat anyone. Yeah. But no one can beat them. It's mediocre. You know what it is? I'll be nice. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Off air, I will. Please. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Just dead. Everybody's You're still not going to get Pete in his uh, soap with a slot uh, comments. He's the guy that gave you the soap. Oh, okay. Ah. Let's sit uh, right here still. Got some let's, smell. Let's get him on the phone. Pete and Lemonster. What's up, Pete? Yeah, Paul, Paul, you just really soured me. It's Jim and Lemonster. You oh, well, it, sa- it says Pete on the yeah, call screen. you got to blame Chris the I'm webmaster. Sorry. I'm sorry, that. Jim. I'm just going by what nope. I read. And, and Chris nope. actually wrote in Soap with a Slot Guy. Yeah. So that's why I said Fred should, should talk to him. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? And I'll even build you up, Paul, because I was literally going to preface the call with a little bit of Soap 101, and I was listening to Tuesday's episode, and I decided to chime in. And the minute I was on air, I heard you guys talking about the soap, and I got to give you kudos for uh, calling my name like a person from Lemonster actually would. So that was great. Okay. So, Fred, you're asking about the uh, about the little slot well it's not really a slot per se it's more of like a wedge right oh yeah on yeah. your soap it's it's yep. it's yeah. it, it, it's like a little even? cup yeah. on the top yeah like right. a soap dish like a, di- a soap, a soap dish. It's a coffee table book yeah it becomes a coffee table. yeah it's a it's a soap with a soap dish yeah you got to get the wafer down to a certain point and you just mesh it right in there 
little elbow grease, and it'll fit right there, and it won't break apart at all. Yeah. That's all you really need to do. I, I think Amway's onto something, but I think they're missing the boat by not making a slot. Much easier. No elbow grease needed. Just yeah. slide it right in. you got to meld it. you got to put some yeah. work in yep. it. No, you just got to make it at a certain size, and then it'll you know fit right in there. And just, and just for the record, I am not a member of the cult. I am <laughs> simply a customer. Okay. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Very good, though. So, so you, you're are, are yeah. you just a, are you a user of this soap, or did you just get this to send to us because we were talking? No, about No, honest to God, I actually do use it. Nice. I mean, I, I'm I'm a combination of the bar soap and uh, I do use the gel as well. I'm a, you know I'm a, it's you know, it's very fragrant. Style. You're okay with the yeah. fragrancy? Yeah, I mean, I actually I don't know find it kind of neutral. Uh, if that makes any sense, it's not okay. like you know. Yeah. Unscented like Ivory would be, but it's a little, you know, just a little bit. Just okay. a taste. All right. I, I offered um, Paul a bar. He turned it down. I did. Tamara turned I it down. I don't use bars yeah. of soap anymore. That's yeah. why I turned it down. No, I because use I'm too. scoffing at the 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 little slot. Yeah, I use bars of soap. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no problem. No harm, no foul, Paul. I, yeah. It's all the power to you, man. Well, thanks, thanks a lot, Jim. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize that type of, uh, lis- for, uh, listener interaction for calling you Pete. Yeah, Pete, Jim. Um, let's go to John in Duxbury. What's up, John? Hi, gentlemen. How you doing? Great. Hey. Just the two of you today. Three of us. Three of us. Me, oh, do- I know I'm it here. sounds like just me and Paul, but yeah. Deuce is here. I am. Oh. Okay. I thought that was going to go a different direction. <laughs> sorry, I zoned out on slot day seven of soap <laughs> of the slot. So, sorry about that, Deuce. That's a shot. <laughs> uh, there's, there's two things I want to talk to you about. The first thing I, I want to ask Paul, how, how does the NFL validate uh, Watson's contract when they know he intentionally tried to uh, circ- circumvent any financial penalties? I don't know how that goes through. Well, it's not that the team did it. If the team right, doesn't agree to do it Isn't that, that way. Admission of guilt? The fact that he's tried to structure the contract like that? No, I don't think so. I, I think that the team could just as easily have said, we want to spread it out. It benefited the team, too. Right, but nobody ever takes that shot money of the first year. Have you ever seen a contract like that? Oh, yeah. So Brady, you, Brady had it. So, John, is your They po- did it for Brady when he got suspended in 2016. Yeah, so, John, is your point that they knew something was coming down, so that's why they did it? The answer is yes. Yeah. Exactly, Fred. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly my point. Yeah, but it, it benefited. He knew he was going to be suspended. So, so he didn't uh, want to get penalized the amount of money he should have been. Yeah. Right. So then, the, so then the next question from that is: Is that an omission of guilt? No. And I you could argue both sides of that. I don't think it has yeah, anything I, to do with with guilt or no guilt. I, I think it has to do with what's best for the team. And well, they obviously like saying, they set you know, it up that, that way settled. because it benefited them. But yeah, well, but I could make but you could say if Watson came to them with indisputable evidence that I'm going to be innocent. They wouldn't need to do that. No, but I think that there was a reason for the team. I, 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 listen, I don't have the contract in front of me, so I can't tell you what it is. But my guess is it lowered the cap number in year one, and that's what they wanted. That's my guess. That I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, But that's why the team did it. That's all, like, this is not, like, some big charity. Like, the team said, we're going to do this to take care of Deshaun. That maybe that helped them. Maybe that helped them convince them to make the trade and come. Because remember when Watson was sort of fielding offers from everybody. Remember it was like Carolina. There was some talk of Miami, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. Cleveland came in. Well, maybe yeah. this was one of the things they used to entice. Them. Oh, no doubt. So, like, what's well, wrong yeah, with that? You need to get your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other 
the other thing is I want you guys all to, uh, to, to voice your opinions on this, is I want you to tell me your uh, favorite sports nicknames. I'm going to give you three of them. Uh, Missing Sisson, <laughs> Wayback Wasman, and Wave Him In Kim. It was Wave Him Home Wendell. <laughs> you ruined the last one. Wave Him Home But all Wendell. three of those are excellent. I like it. Wave Him In Kim, I meant. Excuse me. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right on that one. Uh, I like the way back. Wasden was good. Who was that one? John Wasden. Way yeah, back. The, uh, <laughs> they get rid of him. Oh yeah, no. John's right. He was. He was bad. He was terrible. All right, thanks, boys. All right, Billy White Shoes Johnson was always one of my favorite nicknames. What was Evander Holyfield's? The real deal. The real deal. Yeah. Um, the goat. Tom Brady. The goat. The goat. Well, he earned that. But yeah. Uh, prime time. What about prime time? Is that a good That's one? That's an all time one. Yeah. That's an all time one. That's a really good one. Um, I think who else? I like how we had all negative ones. Ed Two Tall yeah. Jones. Two Tall Jones. Two tall. Yeah. That's a famous one. Yeah. I don't know. I have to think about it. The snake. Kenny Stabler. The snake. You know? Yeah. Hockey nicknames always just you just take his last name and put I a Y. Yeah, put a Y in there. <laughs> right, like and then if it has a Y, you take like, the Y off. Take it off. Right. Otsi. Um, Todd writes in from North Carolina, moving forward with Paul's statement that a team needs stars and it is best to have a superstar. I have a couple up follow I have a couple follow up questions. One, how many stars on defense do you need to overcome a superstar less offense? Think eighty five Bears. I mean, you need a. I mean, you need a game changer for sure. I mean, that's you know, look at look at the Ravens' defense in in two thousand that won it. Like that, you know. I mean, there's just yeah. talent everywhere and and guys that can overcome. Yeah. But I, I think you need some kind of balance. It can't be so one sided. Yeah. And again, I, I I'm glad this didn't go in this direction. Like, I'm not telling you that you can't. Like, there's no way you can win other than doing it this way. There's a million different ways to win. There are a million exceptions to every rule. Recently, we had the 2015 Broncos win yep. with a defensive dominant team. Like it can happen. Yeah, yeah, it can happen. But it was an immensely talented defense. To the to the emailer's point, how many stars do you need on offense to overcome a superstar less defense? So you can't you can't stop the other team. Yeah, two or three. I mean, you need yeah. a great you quarterback. Need, I mean, if you have the quarterback, and then you and you you have the offense. So now you're in every game. Now you have a chance to win every game, whether your defense is good or not. But do we have an example of a team who just had an absolutely lousy defense and won it all? I mean, the 11 Patriots came pretty close. I'd argue the Chiefs a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, the numbers would probably tell you that that defense was pretty good. Right. It's just, just like some of the Patriots' I defenses know. that over the years were, you know, last year. Yeah. What did the Patriots finish on defense last Top year? 10. Like fourth? Right. Yeah. You know, it's they didn't force a punt in two games. Did, I haven't heard that. Fred told me. Uh, I see this year as a team with no superstars, but maybe a few stars on both sides of the ball. This is why I think the team is going to go 9-8 and eight or, if really lucky, 10-7, and seven, but with no playoff run. I, I just think you really need a, a, a couple guys at least, at least two guys to emerge and be, not have to be stars, but yeah. they have to be plus playmakers and big moments that they're the guys who get the job done. I and, agree. You know, I, I think I that's. Agree. I think you have to have guys that the other team needs to game plan for. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and as you're, you know, if you're having good games and, you know, geez, this guy's a problem. I mean, I think Barmore right. is a guy that more and more as this season progresses and probably already offensive lines are going to say, 
this guy's a handful. We have to be kind of aware of him. You know, not to say that that you can't stop him if if you want, but that's where I think it comes with the counter punches. And all right, they're going to go up. They're going to circle Judon and they're going to circle Barmore, and then they're going to say, "What else? What else is there?" Yeah, and they're circling those guys because they're the best of what the Patriots right. have. Right. Like, I think those guys could be on other teams, and they wouldn't be guys that are getting circled. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I have hope that Barmore could be, but me, I, I agree me, with me you too. on I have hope. I agree with you, me though, too. On, on Judon because like, I mean, when Judon I was, was here, on the Ravens, he wasn't right. a guy you circled. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, they had good defenses. Yeah. You know, and he's been a good player, right? You, know, you we need were to be all, aware of him. Yeah, he can, we all he can knew who problems. Matthew Judon was yeah. before the Patriots signed him. It's not like he was a stiff. He was. He's a good player. I, and I still think he's a good player. But, like, nothing that happened last year said, oh, man, that they whiffed on him. No, I think he's a good player. Right. Uh, Raj in St. Louis, quick game. Pick one of the group of three. Spielberg movies, Jurassic Park, Jaws. Raiders of the Lost Ark, or Jaws? Jaws. Jaws. I'll take Raiders. I could take Raiders, but uh, Jaws is Jaws. Yeah, I, I, Jaws was good, but Raiders... Like oh, it's just close. made me feel good. Me too. You know the That's song. Your, it's like wow, this is what going to this is what going to the movies should be like. You know, oh totally. Gangster movies, Goodfellas, Godfather One, or Casino. Goodfellas. I'm gonna go Godfather One, but that's tough. But good, Goodfellas and Godfather. Casino, I didn't really like as much. I like Casino, but it wasn't as good as the other two. I would go Godfather Two. It's just too classic. Depressing Boston movies. The verdict. Spotlight or Mystic River? Uh, Ooh, Mystic Myst- River. Mystic yeah. River was a tremendous Oof, yeah. movie. It was so dark. Tremendously Shotgun. dark. Yeah. yeah. Was, I felt so bad at the end. I did too. Oh, my God. I might have but I'll tell you another one. Manchester movie, by the Sea. I heard that's, that's terrible. Really oh, my God. You want to feel oh, yeah. bad after a movie. I heard that's really tough to no. watch. I've never seen it. That's the kind of movie that that was a great movie, but I never, ever want to yep. see it again. Nope. Nope. You know? Or, or like It was fire so sad. It's up my way. Uh, Gone yeah. Baby Gone would be kind of in for me in that dark Boston. That was a movie area. that you felt. I really liked yeah, that if, one. when it was over, you were like really felt bad about yourself. Yeah, yeah. but that Mystic River. Whew. Yeah, it was Sean Penn. It was right? just like you walk out yes. of the theater, yeah. you're just drained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was so good in that. Yeah, he's good in everything he does, really. Sure. Um, and finally, sports movies: Rounders, Moneyball, Jerry Maguire. Mm. That's Ra- Rounders. I, I really, I think that's I really such liked an rounders. underrated. Movie. I don't think I saw Rounders. Really? really? Oh, yeah. I bought that up a couple times on the show, just talking about Edward Norton and just he's such a great. You just want to strangle guy. this guy. You want to be friends with him. Yeah. You really try hard to be friends with him, but he just doesn't yeah. let you be his friend. Yeah. Well, and in I, everything. I compared it to the town, you know, with with Jeremy. Jeremy Renner, like same yep. kind of guy. It's my buddy. I love this guy, but he's ruining my life. Uh, Nate in DC writes in. Surprised that none of you, especially Fred have been watching the HBO show Barry. It is, mm. without a doubt, the best thing on television for the last few years. Bill Hader plays a neurotic hitman. Enough yeah. said. I haven't watched it. I remember reading the script when it, when they first made it and thinking it was really um, funny and being intrigued, and I still thought about going back to it, but this is the first time anybody's really highlighted it for me, but he's awesome. And yeah. It's a I've funny thing. I heard, heard he goes, like, taking good. acting classes, and yeah. I don't know where it goes after the pilot, but but I really enjoyed reading it. Maybe I should give it a try. Uh, anyway, a lot has been made Barry? of Mac's performance down the stretch. Do we think he hit a wall because of the length of the season in draft process? 
Did he hit a wall? I mean, I think I think Paul touched on that last time. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily Max Wall, maybe maybe a little bit, but yeah. the team hit the wall, and I don't think he was ever I in a do. position really yeah. to be successful. It wasn't like, oh, hey, we came out, the defense got a stop, you know, it's a chance for for the Mac to put up some points early on. It was like other offense came out, they went right down the field, they scored, we're in seven zip. You know, Mac maybe may, puts a little drive together. They screw up. They punt. The other team scores is fourteen nothing. And I do think know. there was some signs that that he hit a little bit of a wall. I think that was part of it. I think it's part of it for all rookies. I, I think it happens all the time. The one thing that I would say I I don't think gets any attention or or not nearly enough is how much, if any, of the the drop in production had to do with how he was defended. Like after, yeah. you know, 8, 10, 12 weeks, teams said, okay, this is what they're doing. Yeah. And they don't – like this is the whole thing about I don't think they have guys that throw any fear into you offensively. Like, all right. We we can do these – these kinds of blitzes will work. These kind of blitzes he's going to pick them up and he's going to he's gonna make the quick throw and he's going to get it out to the back in time to move the chains. And – we don't have to really worry about anything getting over our heads because they don't do that. And then we can slam down. You know, it's kind of like the whole 09 thing. You know, yeah. you take away Welker underneath and you slam, you, know, you double Moss over the top, and where do we go? You yeah. Know? I, I see the indie game. And too. that was with Brady. The, right. the indie game, a little bit of an inflection point where it felt a little bit like kind of overmatched. Like we just couldn't match the energy that Indy brought into that game. And, and that was And, and that was really it. just an okay team, too. I right. felt like very similarly about Miami. And I know everybody chalks up Miami to Brian Flores. Well, it's, he's he's so good and he knows yeah. what Bill... I think everybody did that. Everybody down the stretch did what Miami did. Mm-hmm. To your point, it was the same pattern in the two Buffalo games, the Indy game, and in the, the Miami game. You know, it was the same pattern. Right. With a little interstitial of, hey, we just hammered the Jags by 50. Right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Pat says about lousy defenses that won it all. The 06 Colts, historically bad run D and pass defense wasn't that good either. I'm yeah. glad he brought that up because that was what I was thinking about. Uh, I was going to make a point example. with that exact team. But I think that that's another example of just like sometimes it's not about when you look back at the stats of where they ranked. Like that defense was getting hammered. And then Bob Sanders came back. And now they're good, and they play great four games. Is they that got, the defense? They got Booker McFarland, who helped them. In the, Not the run. to be mistaken for Booker McFarland. Correct. <laughs> who got the run defense sort of, you know, uh, improved. And Bob Sanders, I think, played four games in the regular season. Something absurd like, like that. And, and, and that's like defensive great player of the year. That's why it's just so hard. And, and so much of, you know, trying to go back and say – how good were these teams? It's like it's it's sometimes it's just teams, and, and I would say not even sometimes. Like a lot of the time, it's just the team that really starts to click, and it all comes in whatever they did during the regular season. You know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think even the eleven Patriots team, I wasn't expecting them to be able to compete all the way to the Super Bowl, especially against the Ravens team. But you know, they made enough plays. Paul's guy Sterling Moore with that great you know pass defense. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so I I'll couldn't say that uh, But, you know, it's just I, I think you get so caught up in, like, the stats and the rankings of, of how good this defense was last year. And they were, oh, they were the sixth defense in DVO. It's like it's just specific games. How did they play? Did they make the big plays? When it came down to the make or break plays, they're the team that made it. Nothing about the regular season and how they their third down defense or their rush defense, you know, DVOA. None of that really matters. And that's you how you do it, playoffs. too. You know, it's. I, I agree. I think the 06 Colts had a bad defense, and they won it all. But in the playoffs, the defense wasn't bad. And I'm, 
I don't have all the specifics in front of well, me, but do, I'm guessing the 06 AFC championship. But I'm guessing a couple of years ago against Kansas City, uh, you know, Kansas City, I don't think it was a great defense, but I bet you they played pretty well down the stretch and in the playoffs. Because it's hard to win when one side of the ball is really, really wretchedly bad. It's, it's it can true. happen, yeah. but it's hard to win when one side is yep. just really, really right. bad. And, right. and, and how many people went into the 06 champ, AFC Championship halftime and were like, this Colts defense sucks. We're rolling them. It's 21 to whatever, 6. Like, but really, you know, like, if you look at how the points were scored in that game. Well, but, but I'm saying, like, if you're going into that game thinking that that's a bad defense, then you feel like we're in pretty good shape. Like, this is, you know, but that's not what it was. This is Then all of a sudden they kick in, they start making some plays. And they got we the, know how they sealed but it. they got the pick six, you know? so they really didn't get all those points off of the defense. No, and then I, they had, like, a long, the, the long I, kick I, I returns. Get, I get the specifics of how they score. I'm I just, just saying wanted, in that I just position, wanted to show you that I, I knew. You're like, oh, are they going to kick in now and, and get the stops that they need to get Peyton Manning back? I mean, of course. I just like when I make Mike's eyes bug out of his head was like, how does he remember these <laughs> things? Uh, we both have some weird memories of that of that season. Uh, Matt writes in, um, did you guys see the Chris Sale incident last night? He yeah. trashed the Woe Sox locker room after a bad rehab start. How much longer do you do the Sox put up with his huge contract and injuries? They have shipped off guys in the past like Beckett, but that was with Theo as GM. That's ridiculous. I just, well, we were I, talking about that before the show. I, I think it's they a, would ship him it, off it, if they could. It's like such such nonsense, you know, tearing up somebody else's, you know, well, clubhouse like that. was the Red that. Sox clubhouse. Like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. I know. What are you doing? But, like, you're well, kind of a guest you're there. You're a guest there. Yeah. It's a new stadium. It's right. a new team. Like, you're just there to rehab. And, what? I mean, I, I mean walk five straight guys or something like that last night. I, I get why he's mad. But And you guys know me. I mean, I, I'm a baby. Like, I, I, I could definitely. I'm def- a baby. I mean, I, I would, like. Absolutely, like get get back to the dugout and like slam my glove into the pit, sure. but like destroy, pick, pick up property? a bat and like you know knock a phone off like Big Poppy did in, in right. Baltimore that you know several years ago. Like when I, was I the last how, time I, he was a consistent, effective pitcher in the major leagues? Like I, yeah. I feel like it was like four or five years ago, right? Eighteen, maybe. Yeah. It's and Long I still time. feel like he's a relic of what you talk about, Paul. With like, don't let guys go through the cycle twice, and you got starting pitchers going three innings. Like, it feels like he's still that old school. Like, we need seven, eight innings out of you, like you know, and you don't get them. But I don't know. I, I that was. That I think was he's had tough. a. He's th- I think he's had a really good career. I think he's he's wearing down. He's a, he's a small guy. You know, I know he's Wiry. tall, but he's yeah. very thin. Yeah. Doesn't that you know? I think the wear and tear is, is taking its toll. He's a he's a thin guy. Great, I mean, great career. Uh, speaking of baseball, I know that I knew it was coming. No one cares. No, but Red Sox Yankees heating up, uh, right? I boy. thought you were going to talk about Aaron Judge. No, well, Oof. thirty homers. Oof. I know. I is there any chance we could get him, the Red Sox? <laughs> Why not? I, well, I I don't know that much about baseball, but I saw some speculation. I heard like, like I don't think they have somebody who lives in, in New York to yeah. say they're going to pony up for him. Oh, they yeah. will, but yeah. I don't think there's any chance the Red Sox would be there if they don't. I don't think there's any. Chance. I think that no. beyond. I think whatever you pay him, it's a bargain because the marketing dollars that you make because he's on your team. He's such a presence. Oh, my God. God. Just a giant. How about Otani? Another one. Being wasted in Anaheim. Get him in L.A.? Well, you, mean, <laughs> you know oh, what that I mean. was great. That you know, was great. Chris, you know you're I mean. right. No, you're right. The Dodgers. You're right. You're right. You need to send Matt a, a, a note to make sure he clips that. <laughs> you know what I mean. The L.A. Dodgers. Or I, New York. I would bet you our L.A. <laughs> listeners right now got a kick out of that. Yeah. It's kind of a, like it's the, a L- joke. the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Like right. that, You got all that in there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, funny. yeah, Otani is unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Well, like Trout before him, right? Like yeah. these guys who were kind of toiling down there. But Otani's even more. Oh yeah, because of the transit, just the the oddities of pitching. Like he had, um, there was a he long had forty strikeouts line. in four games. The last four he, games, he had the long and no run runs. Um, the 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 long line of a stat of he had the starting pitcher with. X amount in a stolen base in the same like just it's ridiculous what he does. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a gift, and baseball needs to you know take advantage of that. Uh, but I just love. I mean, to he see is that. everything. I, right I, now. I mean, I mean, I I think Aaron Judge is made for the Yankees. Like I can't hate yeah. Aaron Judge, even though he's a Yankee. <laughs> like. Because of their tradition. Do you see that? Uh, but boy, would I love to have him on the Red Sox. Did you see that controversy with the the billboard by Fenway with Derek Jeter on it? No. Promoting some sort of—I don't even know what it was—but they were talking about it on the news. What is last it with night. the billboards in around here? You know, because it the 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 dirty little secret is it's not that expensive. Yeah. To have something on a billboard, and now that they they rotate because they're all like electronic billboards so it's not like you know you need to get yeah. the guy up there with the you know the paper yeah, they got you just type it in and yeah you just type something like you see like uh in like communities like they'll like advertise like you know signups for like youth football up on a route 1 billboard in Peabody yeah you know stuff like that that's interesting it's not that expensive uh let's go to Melvin in Tennessee what's up Melvin Toby how's it going on hey 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 I got two things, nothing football related. Oh. Number one, <laughs> I saw uh, Top Gun, the first one, like two weeks ago, and then I went to go see the recent one. And y'all, who, if y'all have not seen it, I have. Oh, it's yeah. great. I've seen it. I loved it. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. I was mad. Had you not seen the original I, Top Gun before? No, I'm not really a movie person. I don't know originally, yeah. but what did you? What was your? Like what would you like better? Which one you like better? Oh, two. It wasn't even close. <laughs> No, it wasn't that's not, not fair. I definitely like two better. That's not fair. You, you like one? No, but if you're watching him now, I agree with you. There's no comparison. Like the the cinematography, like the the reality oh, the of the, the flying scenes, the effects. Yeah. You can't. You couldn't do that in mid '80s. No. But yeah. the mid '80s movie was great at the time. Now yeah. you know what you can do. Yeah. It's like saying like uh, you know Ted Williams wouldn't have been able to hit today. You know. <laughs> Do you think he's going to compete with these guys? Like yeah, nutrition? he would. Yeah, yeah. No, he would. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. And then the second thing I was going to say was, um, I'm sure y'all have talked about this before, but what's the oldest sitcom that you all like? Like, they still like. I was a big, uh, I love Lucy. I loved I love Lucy. The Odd Couple. Um, love the Odd Stand Couple. Stand for the Sun, Wonder Years. What were y'all oh. oldest sitcoms that you all like? The oldest sitcom that I like. I'm going to say The Odd Couple for me. But there's a lot of them. You know, when I was a kid, and it's still on, like, one of those crazy cable, The Munsters. The Munsters was always I was, like, a big Munster fan. Now I watch it, and it's like, boy, I was an idiot. You were a kid. I know. Um, I was Brady Bunch. I think Brady Bunch for me. Loved the Brady Bunch. I'll guarantee you I've seen every single episode at least ten times. But it's got to be on now that you watch, right? Oh, he just said said the oldest sitcom. Just that you've ever watched? Not one that you watch now that's old? Hell, I still watch I Love Lucy. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I loved I Love Lucy. I, See, I was that not a big yeah. fan. I was. I never got into it. See, yeah. when, Fred, when Fred and I were young, um, locally in Boston, they had, like, Channel 56 and Channel 38. The best. You know, and 56 had, like, 
syndicated yep. shows before syndicating I, I was shows was a thing. Yep. Right. You know, and that's when you'd watch Gilligan's Island. Yep, I was on that uh, one too. That's you know, yeah, Brady but, Bunch. But I'm old enough to watch Gilligan's Island when it was at night in prime time. <laughs> yeah, see, I never saw that. Yeah. I never no. saw the Brady Bunch or Gilligan's Island. Oh, know, I did. First run. Oh, yeah. Me, uh, yeah. Were those all on Fiddy? Yeah. That's probably where I watched them all then. Yep. Yeah. No, I watched all those first run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First days of TV. But the Odd Couple, um, the Odd Couple was always on 38. Mm-hmm. Um, and you used to get uh, other episodes. You know, when, when you got cable, you got WPIX yeah. 11, 11 Alive in New York. What time did they run MASH on uh, MASH was always on um, You know, one of those channels. 38 MASH would I be on. I feel like it was always on at like my bedtime when I was a kid. Like That song would come Fred, on. Fred probably loved MASH. I loved yeah. MASH. Oh, it's good show. Loved MASH. It's a classic. Yeah. So well tell, written, well acted. Fred, Fred would be a MASH guy. Yeah. yeah. Ensemble acting. Great stuff. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you those, later. Those old enough, Thanks, Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> the early days of television. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Paul and I grew up in front of that TV. Uh, we did. Yeah. You know, I was kids either, today. I w- they grow up with the not, phone. Kids today aren't going to be able. I mean, I guess kids are going to connect over like old social media stuff. But like kids today, it's hard. There's so many shows. Do you like, remember this? You know, like when they get to be our age, it's like remember that influencer right, with the food. Right. Right. You know. I, and You're right, though. Like, you think they're going to be talking about like episodes of Modern s- Family the way we talk about episodes of yeah. Seinfeld? Right. Maybe no. something like they don't Stranger watch. Things. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe something like that. Maybe but those you like, think real they're going to be re- ones. But, but you no. think they're going to be repetitively watching, like we did, like appointment TV. Yeah. You know, Odd Couple for me and it seems Paul, that was appointment TV. The password. I know, the episode I of the Odd Couple is one of the funniest things in TV you'll ever see. Yeah. I mean, I had to watch that. I had to watch when I was a kid, Brady Bunch. You know, you yeah. it was on at whatever night it was at 8 o'clock, or eight, and you had to watch. And I would say that, that mid to late 70s, you know, and Fred will make fun of me because I'll venture off into shows that he probably scoffed and made fun of. Probably, yeah. Like Different Strokes and yeah. Facts of Life. Definitely. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I would watch. I would yeah. watch. Facts of Life I loved. Yeah, I watched that. I watched those, those together. D- different Strokes were those kind of like – Paired sometimes together. I think, I think yeah, yeah, I think they were both NBC shows. Yeah. Well, Paul liked the Golden Girls, so. Yeah, the Golden Girls isn't bad, but I never really, like, I yeah. was never really into that. But that, that, the Golden Girls is a funny show. It oh, is. it's very funny, but it's not my, that's where, my that's, cup of tea. That's where Mitch Hurwitz, who I've talked about before, who did Arrested, that's, he was like one of his first shows I think he wrote on was like a staff writer for Golden Girls. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a lot of those shows you look and you're like, there are so many talented young writers that were you, you wouldn't think of golden girls as like a, a a breeding ground of all these like future comedic geniuses but it, it was but it was it's so funny like i make fun of those shows the way they're written it's like setup line setup line big laugh huge laugh oh. and then it goes back I, down I, I i developed such an appreciation for i mean i like i said i watched brady bunch and all that stuff growing up never was like when i went to la was like oh i want to work in sitcoms i just kind of ended up in it but Getting to watch Two and a Half Men and, and appreciate the art of it and how it's kind of closer to a stage play, it gets a bad rap. People think that they shoot this like thing in a, in a, a bubble. It's completely quiet, and then they just plug in laughs at their whim. Like there is an audience there. They are trying to get laughs. Do they pump it up sometimes? Sure, but there's definitely like like you said, that joke didn't work, and everybody huddles up. Who's got bah, 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 you know trading jokes? And I mean, just the, how quick those guys are. It's crazy. Yeah, talented people. Uh, let's go to Nick in Manchester, UK. What's up, Nick? Hello, guys. It's been a while, it's been a while since I rang in, but I have been listening. Well, thank you. Um, 
I wanted to talk about Matt Patricia and whether he's evolved as a coach. We'll see. Whether he's improved as a coach. Yeah, I mean, last year, you know, from what we know, he didn't really coach a lot. You know, he's more no, of a... But was that was that not to do with his Lions payoff, that he wasn't allowed to coach? It, perhaps. Because he spent, he spent time with Ernie, didn't he? He spent loads of time yep. with Ernie. Yep, yep, and he spent a lot of time down in I'm the personnel department. Yep. With all well, these, Ernie. with all these, sort of spending time with Ernie and being away and learning, Ernie's you know, gone, maybe he's improved as a coach, and maybe we'll see a bit more from him and a bit more success from him. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard hard to tell. I mean, how do the I mean, how does the offense do? How do, the offensive line? Who's he talking to? What's he doing? I mean, you got to figure out what he's even doing before I think you can you can judge. But I'd have to guess, like as a coach, the experience of being a head coach, I would think. That makes you a better coach. You know, I don't know how it's going to translate here and what he's currently doing, but it's hard to say that he got worse. I, I, well, I don't think he got worse. I, I, I just don't think he was a very good coach. I think, you know, and I've said this before, whether it's Patricia or um, Judge, the experience of being a head coach in the NFL helps you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, overall. And, and having, a, having a, a hand in everything as a head coach and, you know, yeah. having to do all those things now instead of – you know, just kind of being isolated on on your specific position group. So, but we'll see how it pays off and and what changes from both Judge and and Patricia are instituted on the offense. Thanks for the call, Nick. Don't be a stranger. Eldred's in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. Hey, fellas. I would toot the horn, but I'm at a job site and <laughs> they get listen, mad at you. I, we don't want you getting in, in trouble. Okay, it's not worth <laughs> it, especially at a job site. That's, yeah. it's not it's worth it. Ruffians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my favorite sitcom that I still look at is Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Oh, it's wow. not a sitcom, but okay. Night. Yeah. Yeah, but long as running one. James Arnez. Like James Arnez. Right? Do you know who his brother is, and who was also Desi in a? Red. What's that? I think ain't it Desi? No, no, no. Desi Arnez was not James no, it's Arnez. Arnez, right? His brother. Arnez. Okay. His brother was also on a long-running uh, hour show drama. Um, and uh, his name was Peter Graves. That was James. Oh, I didn't Arnett. realize they were okay, they yeah. were brothers. Mission I did Impossible. not realize that. Yeah, and he was on Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I watch it every now and then when it comes on. Yeah, you know. But like I said, that. But Paul, we talk. You talk about Randy. I'm like, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but <laughs> yeah, uh, he quit. He quit that third year, about that second year, because they phased him out the offense, and he wanted, you know, get that record. But I still have him back. If they say between him and Tippett, I still have him back on the offense. At least you got a chance to try to outscore somebody. Okay. You know. Why, why can't you? But dis- that's all I got. Okay. But, I, but I love the show. I love listening to y'all, what y'all are saying. Especially the off, off, uh, off season. Yeah. Football subject. Yeah, off season. But that's, that's fine, too. All right. But I, I'm just uh, waiting until August 19th when it comes to Carolina. Because I'm going to be there for that game. And I'm going to see. For that little preseason game. Okay. All right. Sounds all good. Right. All right. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, right. Eldred. He's going to be here, right? He knows it's here. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> he shows up. It's an empty stadium. <laughs> I just want to make sure. He seems like an informed Patriot fan. but <laughs> uh, Let's see. Uh, Juan from Stratford writes in. Um, he says, there are soap scrub pouches that you can slide <laughs> a brand new bar of soap into so you can use the bar of soap until it's completely dissolved. They are cheap. And many to pick from, 
Here's a link for the search on Amazon. Okay, now this is an interesting concept. It's a slot in something else, no, not well, in the soap it, itself. It's a pouch. A pouch. So you put the bar of soap in there, and it doesn't matter if it becomes a wafer. Get a light, you, you get you know, a lather. While it's a wafer, right. you can put another bar of soap in there. As long as you got a lather, why do you care? You got, now, you know? we did have another email, um, and I don't know if I could find it. Um, Probably not. Yes, here it is. Oh. Uh, this is from James... Doesn't say where he's from. Eric would not like that. Uh, he says, I'm on a trip and decided it was finally time to get an official toiletries bag and accessories for next time. In my research of travel items, I was searching for a loofah mm. alternative, as loofahs breed bacteria easily and dry slowly. Now, Paul, you're a big loofah user. I'm a loofah guy, too. I am not. Oh, I thought you said you use loofahs. I, I'm the one who loofahs. Okay. I use my hands. My stretch marks. Okay, so watch out. <laughs> Watch Ooh. out for the bacteria. <laughs> I, 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 it definitely doesn't smell great. Uh, he also stumbled on a product that solves the leftover soap problem a thousand times better than soap donuts. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there exists exfoliating pouches. So he's saying the same thing, made to be filled with soap. So all the leftover nubbins can be thrown in there with a regular bar so you don't have to wait. And voila, perfect soap utilization and delightful exfoliation providing the solution to Fred's fever dreams of lost cleaning potential. Oh, and go Patriots. But here's the thing. The reason why I wanted to read this is because whether it's loofahs or this pouch, wouldn't you get the same bacteria buildup? You should, right? Or maybe the soap kills it? Well, that's, that's the other part of it. Antibacterial soap. Antibacterial yeah. Soap. I don't know. I'm but a the bit pouch concerned. thing is interesting. I, yeah, I don't I, I don't use that stuff, but everybody else in my family does. They have lufus. The lufus. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, I don't think I've ever heard my wife scream quite as loud as when my kids were in the bath and one of them reached to grab my hanging lufa like she was definitely Not afraid it. that they were going to touch this this lufa that, uh, you know, that I use every day. So, yeah, the uh, no. a lot of bacteria, I think. Fred, here's me as Sophia when I dressed up as the Golden Girls one Halloween. <laughs> with a bunch of the bas- uh, the guys I coach baseball well, with. You know, I think we're seeing a trend here. Yeah, I'm Paul a likes costume. dressing He's up. Dressing up. Uh, yeah, Halloween <laughs> and cosplay. Great. Once you, again, cosplay. Wait a minute, didn't you have an incident with a mascot as well? Um, that, that wasn't me dressing up. <laughs> no, I know, but like, there's something about cosplay no. with you. No, I think it's sexual. No, I dress no. you up in my love. Well, that was, but yeah. no. I dress you up in. My I think there, I think we need to sit Can you down. Not? Can we not? I, wants a little, I think we need to sit different. you down in the psychiatrist Third chair round. and and do a little anal- analyzing of a little this costume. Yeah. Did you ever go as Drew? You never dressed up as Drew? No. No. You know me well. Yeah. Nah, yeah what do you think? That was late. That was late in the late in the time. I didn't even feel all, all that comfortable, like going to Patriots games and putting a shirt on. Like, and I was like twenty. <laughs> he'd go. He'd go bare chested. No, I did it. Yeah. I had I had a Drew shirt. I had a home and away Drew shirt. And I did, I did wear them to games. I'm not going to be a fraud after the fact. But I, I always did feel kind of wonky about that. Yeah. Good fit, though. It, you know, makes you feel like you're part of the team a little bit. Um, Brendan writes in from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. What foods or food would you have on your death plate? Whoo, that's a good one. Steak and raviolis. Steak and raviolis. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, like the foods that I like the best. I could yeah. definitely. I would have steak, a nice, mignon. a beautiful ribeye steak. Ribeye, no problem. Mashed potatoes, sour cream and butter. 
clam chowder. I would go baked potato. A nice blue cheese salad. That sounds good. That sounds and good. And a beer. See, I'd be a thinking beer, all about huh? the dessert. No though. red wine with that nah. uh, that, that ribeye? I'd be thinking about the dessert. That that would be. Really? Like the steak would be fine, but I think the dessert would be be the hard one. Maybe something from uh, Ice Cream Smuggler there in East Dennis, my favorite ice cream place. <laughs> ice cream pie. I do love that. Ice cream pie. It's like an Oreo cookie base. Not too thick. You mean ice cream cake? Well, there's a difference between cake and the pie. The pie is the small one with just like one layer. So you just it's not too much. With a cake, you've got like the chocolate cake in the middle. So you maybe have like two right. layers of ice cream. Okay. So the pie is just the, the Oreo It's a deep crust. dive It's here, a deep Fred, dive. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't want to take you down this way, yeah. but... Hey, I like my I like my ice cream. You like pies. your pie? I like my pies. You like pie? Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris nods. Big pie eater, are you? <laughs> I mean, not real pie. <laughs> yeah, just ice cream. Pies. Holy Cross, <laughs> you got that reputation. <laughs> pie eaters. Um, how do you like? <laughs> Where's Andy when I need him? <laughs> yeah. Well, a- apple pie and, and whatnot. Like, are those your favorite? Apple pie you is love, my favorite. You love desserts. See, I, I'm it's not a, I don't. I'm not, I'm not a, a big. Pie I'm not guy. a huge dessert person. I, see, I am, but I'm not a big yeah. pie. Fruit, but fruit but I, I I do love apple pie. I like blueberry pie. I like cherry pie. Pecan pie. I like pie. lemon meringue. Cherry Hate pie. pecan pie. Really? Hate it. Love the pecan. Key lime. Key lime's good. I can. I have a cheesecake. Like uh, cheesecake. A la mode or. Eh, no, you put some ice cream on. I'm not crazy. It's just some people ha- they have to have the ice cream. I don't need that. Pecan pie. I think you need at least whipped cream or ice cream. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Um, Bill in Vista, California. What are your favorite sitcom finales? Mine has to be The Office. I don't know if I've made it to a finale. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it. I I've mean, never, the only I've sitcom finale, the, uh, finale I can really Seinfeld. remember is Mash. Yeah. Well, you have to remember Seinfeld. Oh yes, of course. I would put mash above it. It's just, I just think it's hard. How do you end a sitcom? Because it's just, they're supposed I think to just make a, you laugh in a little contained thing. And, it's and almost it, you know, like an impossible task. Like tell a touching story at the end. Like Cheers was, was pretty good. Yeah. I don't, like, I never got with to like the Sam end of Cheers. Like Sam walking out at the end. In the bar door yeah. closes that That's, iconic click. The, see, that worked, I think. And not even the Cheers, I think, was a I think it's really show hard. with like heart. But yeah. like, it's really hard to do a finale of a popular like oh yeah everybody complains every time yep i think it's a hard thing to do and it's hard enough to like do something like game of thrones where it's a drama there's all kinds of storylines that you just have to wrap up like well, a sitcom you don't have to wrap anything i think up, really. mash worked because it was yeah it was in a war right. and then the war ended specific so kind of the show ends yeah. so it was kind of a natural ending yeah. you know well, yeah wasn't it um I, I, like i'm not a huge mash guy i mean obviously know the show uh the premise but didn't um, one of them die on the way home? Yeah. Yeah, the um, colonel died. Or was it McLean Stevenson? Remember. Somebody died. No, McLean Stevenson was early. They replaced him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He left yeah. for his own show. Somebody, you're right. Somebody did die on the way home. And that, was a, that wasn't the last episode. Oh, but that, okay, it wasn't. No, All right, but so that was an episode that was really sad. Like, they're in the operating room, and the guy comes in and announces it. And they're like, they got to keep operating on people. But they're all like... You know, ready to cry, and I think it was McLean Stevenson. That's who, when he when he left he, to do his when he left Larry. the show. He died on his way home. It was a plane accident. Yeah, that's hard. What a hard show to balance of that. Yeah, like comedy. Well, that's Spee writes in. He says, um, "I'm with you on Mash." In the movie, the funeral scene encapsulates the absurd combo of humorous and maudlin, with an incredibly beautiful acoustic rendition of "Suicide Is Painless." But in the TV show. Go rewatch season eight, episode seventeen, called "Heal Thyself." 
it'll Niagara Falls down your face. I think that might be the one we're talking about. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I always I did find it interesting that there sort of was a little run on that, you know, like Mash, you know, Hogan's Heroes, like, the, you know, like the the grandparents of the time would be like, you know, war was nothing to make oh, make light of. I'll tell you, you know? a story. We're we're what my friends and I are sitting around watching Hogan's Heroes, and my father, who was in World War Two, comes in. He goes. There's nothing funny about a German pr- prisoner of war camp, and just walks out. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that story. Oh I, yeah, like I can totally, I, right. I can totally understand that. But yeah. there were shows that you know that combined the the, the seriousness of war with a yeah. comedy, Tragedy right. Plus time. Now, do you remember the? It, but at I, the time, I, there wasn't that. I think the ratings. I think the ratings were in Hogan's Heroes' favor. But do you remember the show that competed in the same genre as Hogan's Heroes? Mm-hmm. F Troop. No, that was way before Hogan's. Really? I think so, yeah. I'm going to look it up later. I don't know. McHale's Navy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. I should have gotten that. Yeah. McHale's Navy. McHale's Navy was Hogan's Heroes for the Navy. Right. Yeah. Um, Barry's, uh, let's see, a person writes in, I second Barry. It's so good. A lot of O's. <laughs> oh. If Bill Hader doesn't sell you on it, Henry Winkler uh, gives the performance of his life throughout the th- uh, three seasons. There are only eight episodes per season, and they are 25-minute episodes, so it's an oh. easy binge. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, this last season is sure to clean up during the next award season. 25 minutes? There's a car chase scene huh. that may be the best I've ever seen. Huh. Wow. I'm, people are selling me on Barry here. I mean, well, I, that's the Fonz, too. I, I got to tell you, he just kind of sold me on eight episodes of 25 minutes oh, each. Right. You'll you be done in an hour. Easily digestible. I could do that Saturday. <laughs> right. Easily digestible. I think I might do it. You know, but I, I, after after I get my eighteen. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I got to do the boys next, though. That's the next season of the boys. Oh, I think the that's boys are about. awesome. Yeah, but they like released them. You like boys? Not all at once, right? No, like, they're they once a week. Like, so now I feel like I've Fred given enough the boys. time. I can. I like the boys. I like the boys. That is an outrageous yeah. oh, series. Ridiculous. I, I I'm excited. I just I've been in Stranger Things land and Yellowstone and all that. Um, Scott writes in. From Cape Cod. All right. Longtime listener, occasional emailer since the Brian Morey days and everyone in between. Never missed a show. Wow. Wow. Uh, Love the off-season topics from cereal to soap in a dent to the best TV shows. With a dent to the Mm -hmm. best TV shows. And I like your reaction to my top three TV show list, especially Fred and Matt. Well, Matt's not here today, but uh, if Chris wants to join in, he can. Uh, number one by a mile, person of interest. Never no, seen I an episode. A, I think that's a network yeah. drama. Right? Started as a CBS procedural. Yeah. What's a procedural do? Oh, person that's, of interest. That's I think like I've Law and Order, it. you know, what they're going through. Like, oh, okay. I think I've thing. seen and it. And sneakily turned into a science fiction masterpiece. Wow. I was not uh, aware of that show. I definitely didn't stay with it long enough for that. But I think I know, I think I know the show that they're talking about. Okay. Uh, number two, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Seven Seasons of Goodness. Mm. See Never one. saw that either. No. And finally, number three, uh, it's only this low because it was canceled way too soon, Firefly, uh-huh. but great while it lasted. Yeah, I know that one. I'm familiar with that one. I think they made a movie or two off of it, but yeah, that's... Uh, Honorable uh, mention, he says, The Expanse. Man, I haven't seen any of these. I know, that's why it's... So, like, I wonder if Scott watches Law and Order and, like, the ones that everybody else watches. Or is he, like, a, a guy that watches ones that 
Other it seems like don't. he's on the network drama kind of tip. Yeah. But I, I've never seen um, Person of this Interest so or any of That's those. what I mean with, like, the kids today. There's just so many shows. You feel so much pressure when people are like, have you seen this? And you haven't even heard of it before. You feel bad. There's too much content. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the golden, the golden age, age of, con- of content. Yes, I thought I'd save you the trouble, Fred. That's right. A uh, little trivia. Ready? Ready. Paul, are you? Uh, I worried? am ready. I'm okay. just finding what? out that F Troop came after Mikhail's Navy. Oh, after. I know they weren't Ooh. the same time. They were roughly the same time. Yeah. And the one that came the the, the latest was Hogan's Heroes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but they all basically kind of overlapped. That's how it works, right? What's his name? Which one's the star of Hogan's then? Hero? Killed himself, right? Yeah, Bob Crane. Bob he, had, Crane. he had serious issues. Yeah. Um, what season was the first ever to play? Or what? I can't read today. What team was the first ever to play in five Super Bowls in a single decade? Uh, New England later tied that record. But what team was the first to do it? Dallas. Dallas is correct. Dallas. 70, 71, 75, 77, and 78. I was going to say Pittsburgh. That's a dynasty. Uh, Who is the only player in NFL history to win three Super Bowls with three different teams? Three Super Bowls with three different teams. We mentioned one that a guy that won with two different teams. We know Brady did. Deion Sanders, who we talked about before. Charles Haley. Gronk. He's not the answer. I can't think of three. Matt Millen, 80 and 83 with the Raiders, 89 with San Francisco, and 91 with Washington. Ah. That's a a really good trivia question because it's a a famous enough player that it's not like – Yeah. The, what's the the Gilbert quarterback? That's the only guy that went to Garrett five. Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went to five Super Bowls in a row because he was the backup with the Bills for like four years. Oh, oh, oh and then he went to San Diego, I think. Right. Like no one ever even heard of the guy. Uh, what team has lost the most playoff games in NFL history? Team has lost the most. That's another good question. Pittsburgh. Uh, no, I'm going to say Minnesota. Minnesota's correct. Wow. Really? They've lost thirty. And the team next to him has lost 29. That's Dallas. you got to make it a lot. Uh, right. That's uh, And Minnesota was famous for so losing the Super Bowl all the time. Right. Yeah. So I figured that means they had to be in a lot of games. Bud Grant. Yeah. Only two quarterbacks have lost three championship games versus a specific quarterback. Tom Brady is one of them, losing three times to Peyton, to Peyton Manning. Manning, 06, 14, and 15. Who is the other? It was actually 13 and 15. Who are the other? 14. We won the Super Bowl. I remember that. Only two quarterbacks have lost three championship games versus a specific quarterback. Championship Is it somebody who lost to the Bills? No. Um, is this the last one? No, there's one more okay. after this. Go, go, the, go, the, go to the next one because I don't okay. want the dead air here. Uh, who was the last player to win the Super Bowl the same year he was named season MVP. The last quarterback to win? Last player. Last not player. necessarily a quarterback. To win the Super Bowl the same year he was named season MVP. Mark Mosley. No. I got nothing. Kurt no. Warner, 99. Uh, I did know that. 99. I did know I that. Know. Going back to the one? other one, has any guesses? <sighs> uh, how about if I give wrong. you the decade? Sure. 80s. 80s. 
Lost the same three. That was pretty good. 49ers. We love him. We love the guy that the guy lost to. You and me, Paul. Elway. Yeah. So who lost uh, to him three times Kozar? in championship games? Oh, Kozar. Kozar. Bernie wow. Kozar. I, that one I thought they only had two, though. The drive. Yeah, and then the next year they fumbled. He says there's three. I don't know. We'll, tr- we'll trust him. Um, um, let's see. Ben in New York writes in, you guys have to s- watch Kidding. It stars Jim Carrey. He's like a Mr. Rogers, but his outside life is falling apart. So now we're coming up with shows that I've never even it's heard like, of. I haven't heard that one. Either. Really? Yeah, kidding. Heard I've never heard of it. No. Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey. He's like a big guy, right? I haven't even heard of it. That just shows you how so much money is like the streaming stuff now. Like these shows now, like they have like the best of the best. I well, know. Amazon's coming out with like Lord of the Rings. Like they're gonna have a whole, you know, that whole. So epic I'll lose. I'm really gonna lose you guys for good. Then, uh, no? Oh yeah, I'm not a big Lord. You're know. not a big Lord of the Rings nah. guy. Yeah, nah. I liked it. I, I mean, did. I watched Stranger Things for you guys. I no, mean, I thought that was an. You're olive just branch. watching it for us. So that was an. <laughs> Thank olive, you. That's all you guys talk about. No, so I was, that was an olive branch. I, I sold that one to you though, because no, you, my, like, kid, my kids, my kids, maybe. Yeah, well, the 80s of it all. I mean, there's enough. Will and TJ really thought that I would like it, and. I would say I like it. I don't love it. I like it. That's fair. Uh, Chris with a T-I-A-N. We'll end with his email. He says, I was very young, but the finale of Family Ties always stuck with me. Cast members were called out individually to the applause of the audience, clapping, hugging, and waving by all the cast members and crew was cool. You could tell it was a very emotional moment for them. And he says, you need to watch Rounders. It's yeah. all-timer. Yeah. Teddy KGB is an absolute yeah. classic. Yeah, Paul Deuce, back me up. the man his money. You should watch that one, Fred. You would like it. I can't it? believe Give me the premise. Seen. It's just a, a kind of a poker movie. It's Matt Damon. He's real good at poker. Um, you know, and his his best friend-ish, like, just got out of jail. I might re- didn't be misremembering some of these deals. Yeah. But Edward Norton is the best friend. And they're just kind of in this world of gambling. They get into trouble. It's constantly getting him in the hole. You know, he's trying to just get out and start his life and and, and get things going with his girl and so it's Edward the town. Norton and yeah. No, so, I mean, you know, but no, you're not far off though. That's you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the dynamic more wholesome, of, but yeah, more wholesome. But it's uh, you know, but it's fun and yeah. John Malkovich is uh, is Teddy KGB, right? And yeah, and he has a good. terrible, terrible Russian accent, <laughs> <laughs> like worse than I just sounded. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, that's it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Everybody have a good week. Savor the summer because training camp is around the corner, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.